In the shadows of New York's Manhattan skyline resides a little-known radio program hosted by two men no one has ever heard of. It's a place where idiocracy runs free and rarely a point is made. Then we can get rid of the whole selfie craze. What if it's you and I, right? And we want to take a photo together, but there's no one else there. What do we do? We don't take the photo. We should find <laughs> fucking grown men. Rocket. <laughs> We're always glad when our listeners oh, are man. alive. By the way, that you can put that into the uh, show opener. The one you just said now? Yeah. Okay. We're always happy when our listeners are alive. Together, these men will work to bring you laughter at any cost. Even if that means sacrificing their own egos or well-being. So wherever you might be, put your brain on standby. Sit back and relax. Lunatic Radio starts now. What up, everybody? Welcome to the LunaticRadio.com show, or the Lunatic Radio show, whatever you like. I'm Kieran, that's Rock over there. Howdy. Broadcasting live from New York. Sure. Live number to call into the radio program. If you're listening live, 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 646-233-4045, go ahead and call in. Uh, if you also want to uh, take a uh, do the uh, my LR sign thing, go ahead and do that. Hashtag my LR sign. Tweet them to the Lunatic Radio Show at Lunatic Radio on Twitter. We love the people who make the makeshift Lunatic Radio signs and show their listening pride by mailing us in images. We like sharing them with the folks. You know, see where people are listening to the, to the uh, program from. You could even write the uh, signs, your makeshift my LR signs on uh, on body parts. That would be good. Word up. Let's get that going, Rock. Let's get that popping. You know? It's people like, always, people it's like Project all, Lunatic Radio all over again. People always love seeing stuff written on body parts. Right. So it doesn't matter if it's just a stupid Lunatic Radio sign, but mm. if it's written on a body part, it means something. That's what I'm saying. <laughs> it has some validity. Yeah, it does. Word up, everybody. Welcome to the uh, NFL football season. I hope everybody's enjoying the NFL football and college football. I'm a college guy. I love the college football. Congratulations to the West Virginia Mountaineers for beating Towson. Congratulations. 51 nothing, I believe. Killed it. Team played like uh, gangbusters. Uh, what? I don't even know the name of our quarterback. <laughs> I think his name's like Trickett or something. I think, I think Rutgers. Yeah, Rutgers won as well, I think. Did they? Yeah. I know they won the first game. Yeah, they had, at, at worst, they're tied. You, you know what? Rutgers won and lost this weekend. That's true. The program took a nice little smack in the face. Yeah, thanks to the uh, to the former Baltimore Raven running back, Ray Rice. Who, uh, by the way, uh, there was footage of him dragging his then fiance. Uh, last February fifteenth, out of out of a uh, elevator at a Atlantic City casino, and uh, you know people so he got suspended for two games because uh, people suspected that he uh, you know he might have knocked her out, and you know 
Uh, wouldn't you know? He actually did, because TMZ released footage today from inside the elevator of Ray Rice literally turning out the lights on a female. And literally Ray Rice, all jokes aside, should be in prison. And now we can proceed with the jokes. Should be in prison. He should be in prison. What do you think, Rock? I'm very confused as to why this footage all of a sudden now appeared. This is my... You want to hear my theory on it? I'd love to hear it. Uh... I think the NFL knew that that footage from inside the elevator existed. I think the commissioner's office saw it, but he was trying to protect, even though Ray Rice, you know, they could literally just banish Ray Rice and it's not a big deal. Right. You know, they're not like trying to protect Ray Rice, but I think they were trying to protect, um, he's, Ray Rice is an employee of the NFL. They were trying to protect the image of the NFL Mm -hmm. uh, by, you know, kind of, hiding that footage and hoping it wouldn't ever see the light of day. Sure. But, you know, I think that's what they were trying to do. You know, I think the I think the NFL actually knew that, you know, they saw that footage. I think the commissioner saw that footage, but he, you know, they, you know, so when he suspended him for two games, that's kind of like saying like, "Oh, we don't know that the footage is there. We don't we don't we, we didn't we didn't we never saw it." But I don't think that's the truth. I think the truth is is that the NFL was just trying to uh, kind of uh, save its name, its brand, by saying that, you know, we don't know what happened in, because we haven't seen the footage, we don't know what happened in an elevator. So it, it leaves the question mark of whether Ray, Ray Rice is either a good guy or a bad guy because we didn't actually see him punch the girl out. Right. You know what I mean? But now that you saw it, uh, the NFL screwed, I think. You know what I'm saying? And I think the commissioner's screwed, by the way. You know what I'm saying? I guess so, but... I think they were just trying to cover up, or, or kind of cover up what Ray Rice actually did just to protect the the name, the NFL brand, a little bit. Because what Ray Rice did was horrific, you know? And, if, if, and I think they tried to take that footage from inside the elevator and just bury it. Bury it. Hope it never see the light of day, you know? I, I just can't imagine that all of a sudden this just appears. It, it doesn't make sense, though. It, it was definitely there, but why TMZ just decided to not release it altogether is another Maybe thing. they just got their hands on it. Maybe they were able to get the money together to pay for the pay the person who had it to give it to them so they can, you know. Yeah. No matter what, Ray Rice did I an think, awful thing, but this is. I think there's a lot more stuff that we're never going to find out about this. I think this, the, this makes no sense how this is all transpiring. I, I would even go as far as to say that uh, not only the NFL and the commissioner's office, but but ESPN and other major sports networks that are kind of uh, business-wise intertwined with the NFL, I think they've all, they all knew it was there, too. Right. You know, the higher-ups knew that footage was there. They saw the footage, and they were just like, you know what? The NFL's big for our network, and Ray Rice is a kind of a famous guy. He's a, you know, he won a Super Bowl mm. a couple of years ago. Right. He's a famous running back. When you think of running backs nowadays, you think of Ray Rice and maybe a handful of others. You don't really know who's, who's a running back because, you know, running backs aren't like the popular position anymore because there's always like three or four of them that play on a team. Sure, sure. But Ray Rice is one of them you, you read, remember because he's a good player. Yeah. And, you know, I think they were, I, I think they were literally, you know, they knew what he did and they were just like, you know, we got to bury this. We got to bury this because it puts a black eye on the name, the end of the brand. It puts a black eye on the brand. Yeah. You know? 
I don't know. It, it's just, it's just an I, I don't know. It, to, to, it, I, very confusing. I certainly don't believe that the that at least the commissioner's office didn't see that footage until TMZ released it. You can't freaking believe that, right? Which is crazy. It makes it just it, it it adds another layer to this awful story. And how I mean, how ignorant are they to think that that footage would never see the light of day? Right. Being the commissioner's office, I mean that, that's it's it's insane to me. I, it, These people are college educated people. Yeah. They gotta know in this day and age, if there's a footage, it's footage of something. It's somebody's gonna have it, and somebody's gonna leak it. Somebody, it's gonna, somebody's gonna do. Somebody's gonna want to capitalize it off of it, get some money for it, and they're just gonna, you know, somebody's gonna, they'll just give it to somebody for a price, and it's out there. Yeah. I, Which I, I just don't understand how this all trans. Like, why was he not just expelled from football? And like that was it because I, I with the with the original footage of him dragging his fiance out of the elevator, it literally put a question. Uh, you know, we all kind of assumed what happened inside yeah. the elevator, but it still does leave the question mark for some people out there. Maybe he didn't. Maybe he didn't actually do what we think he did. Maybe mm-hmm. it wasn't so bad. Maybe maybe she did fall and hit her head. Like maybe she was there arguing, and maybe she tripped and hit her head, mm-hmm. and he didn't actually put her lights out literally with mm-hmm. like a left hook. Mm-hmm. That you know, to the NFL, that's enough. They're like, you know what? Some people, it's going to be a question mark in some people's eyes. But if going with what you're saying, they saw the actual footage. Why would they only give him two games? Because like set the precedent. Like even knowing that, just be like, hey, listen, we know you punch her, so. Because they thought, they, you know, they, they wanted the lesson. I think I think they wanted the lesson. I think by giving him two days, it, it, it puts a bigger question mark on what he did. Like, I think, like to people, like, we don't think he really did something oh, uber see. terrible. Right. So, you know, we're only going to give him two, day, two games. Yeah. And people, he can come back and play and, and it will be forgotten about. Right. You know what I mean? Right. It'll be forgotten about, maybe not initially, but you know, six months down the line or after the season, it'll be forgotten about, and he'll be back to just being Ray Rice, the running back. But now it's you know, I mean, that footage is just it's horrific. Yeah, no, I, haven't, actually, it. I haven't seen it. I just uh... he, he literally, dude, it's lights out. It's you can't you can't hit a bullseye better. You know, you can't hit a bullseye better, and it's just that guy should be in prison. To be honest with you, he should be in prison. Obviously, he was uh, the NFL suspended. Uh, the, 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 the Baltimore Ravens uh, got rid of his contract. They canceled that. Of course. And then uh, the NFL suspended him indefinitely, so he's pretty much banished from the sport, which he should be. But see, there it is. Look at, the, look at that on TMZ. It's kind of hard to tell. <laughs> yeah, because... It's like a GIF animation. That dude... He, He's hitting a like a hundred and ten pound girl. That guy is a weapon. He plays running back in the NFL. He's a weapon. His body is built to take hits from dudes that are three hundred fifteen pounds, full of muscle. Right. You know the biggest people on this planet. That guy. That guy's body is trained to take punishment from those guys. And for him to just, just you know, right hook. I mean, that girl can't be. Look at that. It's, it's, it's you know what the video is? The video is inconclusive because you don't actually see his hand hit. I can't see his hand hit him. 
It's like because it's a shit. I'm, I'm making a joke. Obviously. I hope, so. but because it's an elevator video, you it actually yeah. is kind of like just it. It's, it's just, like 15 frames per second, so he, there's a lot he, of animation. He missing. punched he his his what was that? I guess a left hook. It was so fast she, you didn't even see it. You can't take a punch for nothing. Uh, really, he chin really weak glass jaw. jaws. They would say <laughs> in the biz. Man, oh my god, I can't even watch it. It's awful, man. What is he thinking at that point after he knocks her out and she's on the ground and he's like, oh, fuck, I'm in a casino. What do I do now? Yeah. You know? And I'm Ray Rice. Everybody knows me. If I'm dragging some chick out of the, uh, my fiance who's, who's knocked out out of an elevator, what am I going to do? How am I going to get around this one? He's going to go, hey, I'm not. I'm not getting around this one. But maybe in his, his retarded football head, he's like, hey, you know what? I don't know. The NFL will back me up. As long as this footage is buried, as long as the elevator footage is buried, I might be able to get out of this and play some football. I'm just telling you, there's going to be stuff. There's, there's parts of this story from all all parties involved that we're just never going to find out. And this was the best case scenario, the way this all, the way it transpired. Because it, it just doesn't sit right with me that somehow magically now, after this, after the dust settled a little bit, now the other piece of the video showed up. Right. You know. That is the NFL. You can't. Now, it could be something as simple as, you know, the people who had this video just wanted more money or something. Or, could and, be. You know, could have been just something. But it just doesn't quite make sense. But you can't tell me that after this incident was publicized back in February mm. or whenever it, it, it made the news. You can't tell me that how knowing how powerful the NFL is and and, you know that commissioner's office and all that, and then the money that goes with that corporation, you can't tell me that they didn't, they couldn't, or they didn't know the avenues to you know, actually find all the video cameras, the footage from the video cameras from that Atlantic City uh, casino. You can't tell me they didn't. Yeah. It, they, it, yeah, it doesn't course, make sense. Of course. It doesn't make sense. So are they still together? Like, what's their deal? Like... Yeah, no, she, she like, she went to the commissioner's office with him with Ray Rice to talk to the commissioner. And that's when he, you know, that right after that meeting, he decided to lay down the two-game suspension based off the meeting that he had with the fiancé and Ray Rice. I mean, that chick, beyond, I mean, she's suffered. She's going to suffer twice because Ray Rice, she's, you know, engaged to this guy. Oh, look, she actually, she, she did a press conference. Uh, and you know she's gonna lose out twice because he's you know I, I hope he saves some money because he's he's not making any money anymore and she got you know she's all over national news as a battered woman. But what did, what like what is what was her what was she doing in the press conference? What was she stating? Like what was her deal? Who knows? Uh, well, they were you know they were they were there together like talking about the relationship and how they need to work on things and how Ray's not really that bad of a guy or something. It's Maybe all. Maybe it's all about the. It's all about. What does she get it, out of it? It's this? all about bucks, kid. It's all about For her money. too. It's all about money with the NFL, with them not coming forth with that footage from inside the elevator, uh, with Ray Rice's fiance who took the punch, uh, her siding with him, or you know saying that we're going to work on a relationship. And Ray Rice having to do that press conference and apologize and all this stuff. It's all about bucks. It's 
all about bucks. The NFL trying to save their image by burying that footage. And, uh, you know, Ray Rice's fiance going, you know what? This guy makes a lot of money. I want to have a nice life. I got maybe it. maybe we can go to counseling and he can work out, you know, his anger issues. Because this is I'm very curious to hear what she has to say. Forgiving. Through it all, Janae Palmer stood by her man. I love Ray and I know he will continue to prove himself to not only you all, but the community. And I know he will gain your respect back in due time. Even appearing to apologize wife her role in the incident. I do deeply regret the role that I played in the incident that night. <laughs> what? Uh, but- Wait a minute. What was your role? You were the target. <laughs> you played a hell of a target. What? Is- what role did you play? She You're 115 have- pounds. No, she shouldn't have been knocked out in one punch. She should have been able to take a couple punches before she fell. That's what she's trying to say. But I can say that I am happy that we continue to work through it together. Both Palmer and Rice were charged with assault in the You can even hear it in the demeanor of her voice. She's like, you know what? I don't like this guy. You can hear that in her voice. If I were to just hear her talk and I'm just like, you know what? She doesn't like him. Right. She's marrying this guy because he's he's a running back and he plays in the NFL Mm. and he's got a lot of scuttle. I don't think she's got any, you know, she's like, you know what? I'm not going to go be able to find another NFL player. I got one now. He's kind of a prick, but then he hit me. I'm just going to, I'm going to, you know, I'll do this press conference. I'll be on CNN and, uh, you know, who knows? Six months down the line, this will blow over and I'm able to go to fucking Jimmy Choo shoes and buy shoes because I'll have some scuttle and I'll be able to drive the Range Rover and, you know, maybe occasionally we'll get to a fight with Ray Rice and, you know. This is a terribly confusing story and I just don't understand this. It doesn't make any sense. It's just her part is the, the most NFL, confusing part the, of it. from the NFL side. They're just like, you know what? We constantly have to deal with stories of our players, uh, DUI arrests, um, like ugh, rapes, uh, manslaughter, drug abuse. This was another one that was huge, and they're just like, you know what? We can't. I can't. I've had enough. I can't do another one of these. This yeah. is the NFL. And, and they were like, how bad is it? And they looked at it, and they're like, oh, my God, this guy totally knocked her out. we got to bury that footage, keep the original footage of him dragging it out, leaves a question mark on the whole situation. We're going to bury the footage that of him knocking her out and just hope it just stays buried forever. Right. And that's it. you got to save the image of the NFL because, you know, it's a, it's a huge business. And he's a, he was a big-time player, the Super Bowl winner. So crazy. Be honest with you, if you play for the Raiders, I don't think this would be even a story. No. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> no one even plays. No one even watches the Raiders. Poor Rutgers. Oh, yeah, Rutgers. I got to imagine. This, this is the only guy that they. I remember that one game we went to. Well, I went to. You yeah, didn't yeah, go yeah. To. I was, uh, I over. And they, they kept on like giving the updates on Ray Rice and how his season was doing. Yeah. And they did little he was, he was He was Rutgers University's. Star athlete, the pride of Ray the pride, Ray. The pride of uh, the Rutgers pride of Rutgers, and Rutgers is now entering the Big Ten. They're playing all these big teams now. They got a two and zero start, and now their most famous player to have played at Rutgers University is pretty much like OJ. Yeah. <laughs> he's like OJ now, Just, uh, not on not to that level, but he's you know pretty much at least at least now today he's OJ. You know, as the, as the story broke today. Oh boy, 
Yeah, you can't hit thing. women, dude. You just can't do oh, it. Oh, there you go. That's a public service announcement. So many. I know. I, as a guy, you're just like, oh, those women drive you crazy. They drive you crazy. They drive you mad. You can break your own stuff, but you can't lay your hand on a woman. You just can't ever do it. Especially yeah. you can't you can't turn her lights out, dude. Literally, Ray Rice could have put his hand through her face. That's how powerful of a man he is. You know? Yeah, you just can't do it. But apparently there's a chance she will stay with you. you learn that <laughs> If you got some bucks. It's all about the bucks, kid. It's all about the bucks. Do you think if Ray Rice... Uh, but they were engaged at the time, so there would have been no loss. Like, there was no there was no contract. Like, there was no... You think if there would have been no money. Uh, you think if Ray Rice made $35,000 a year... Uh, and he knocked her out in a hotel room or, 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 or an elevator that she would, you know, be doing a press conference. For some reason, he makes thirty five thousand dollars a year. Yet he's a famous person. She wouldn't be with him. Right. She would, he, this guy would be in prison. So she's just trying. They're but, trying to. They're tr- but he's out of a job now. But because he was, so their plan fell apart. But because he was potentially gonna earn fifty million dollars over the next two seasons, she's like, you know what? I love you still. Well, that's the thing. <laughs> well, they're, they're, that, that's there's missing parts of this. The, the truth of the story. Everybody's being a phony. Ray Rice is being a phony. Obviously, he's a he's a criminal. Uh, he's not being phony. He's just being way too real. <laughs> yeah, way too. Yeah. A lot, a lot of honesty coming from Ray Ray. <laughs> um, the NFL's being a phony, and she's, she's being, a, being phony. a phony, right? Even though she's the victim, and I, it, it, it's awful to even say that, but she is being a phony. She is. You got to say potentially that. TMZ was being a phony. Why because think, maybe why, they had the footage, but they were like, uh, "All right, maybe it is. We'll work it out is. Deal. It is kind of odd that it was released." The day after the first weekend of the NFL season, Mm. you know, when Ray Rice has served half of his suspension. Odd, right? Yeah. So this footage was in the can. Oh, it wasn't. No, it wasn't two. It was two, two games. So two games. So he would have missed next weekend and he would have been. He was ready to be activated again to go practice with the team this Friday. Oh, I see. I understand. You know, I understand. So he could have been doing, you know, so that part of it is there. That's, that's, but that's just TMZ being smart. That's, that's TMZ making a business move. Are they though? Ah, it's, it, or maybe someone, maybe someone else in this whole they triangle get, didn't, couldn't keep up with their deal. And they would get, it. they would get the most talk about it right after, uh, the first, well, right after opening weekend of the NFL, hmm. uh, halfway through. Ray Rice's suspension when he was on Friday ready to be activated as you know he could practice with the team work out and facilities and this and that right. smart move I mean I, I, I you're, if you're if you're Harvey Levin of TMZ you're not going you know as soon as we get it just throw it out there no you want to you want to maximize it but if I had to take a guess I don't think he's maximizing it because I think someone's not falling through with their deals so I like forget it we're what do you mean don't you think? Don't you think? I mean, it's it's, it's, a, it's, sense it's, it's me. the talk of it's the talk of everywhere. But what does TMZ gain by releasing it now? ESPN was airing the knockout footage every fifteen minutes today. Every fifteen minutes, the highlights of yesterday's games or this weekend's games, they were on the back burner of SportsCenter. Who cares? And, and and they were just kept on repeating this and repeating this. And, and TMZ, 
the people who release the footage are eating this up right. because they're every time they play the footage, TMZ Sports has released, and this is a new thing for TMZ. They have TMZ Sports now. It's a whole different yeah. genre. Well, yeah, <laughs> which is disgusting to not necessarily on TMZ's part, but the fact that there's that much. Uh, ridiculous stuff going on in the sports world that they could have an entire like when they deal with celebrities it's just the nonsense that they deal with but now this the sports that sports athletes are, are just in that same bunch which I guess is not that crazy to believe you have the money makes people stupid <sighs> period I got I don't have any because I'd be an absolute retard <laughs> <laughs> Someone in the chat room saying I heard that the hotel uh, where she was punched uh, didn't release it. Yeah, because they probably wanted more money, which is just another potential angle of just looking for the most money out of this. Right, but you still can't tell me that the NFL didn't have have that in a can somewhere. Like, no, well, no. Like because a, the hotel, the hotel holds all the cards. You know, part of the pun, considering it was Atlantic City. They have to. They, all it takes. But is you can't NFL, tell me that the NFL, NFL is a release. Oh, you're in the NFL. Oh, we have to give you our tapes. No. Yeah, but the NFL can find their way. They have enough money, dude. They make so much fucking money. That that that, that entire, uh, you know. Well, right. Then they would have to pay off like what the police or something like that. No, they would just you know they go they go to they go to the the goddamn uh, casino and she's like you know what we need that. What is it going to take? We'll do it. And they, I bet you they did it. And then it just turned out that TMZ was like, you know what? I think the NFL has that footage. They're never going to release it. Mm-hmm. So, you know what? Let's see what we can you know, come up with to see if we can get our hands on that footage. And once we get our hands on a footage, we're going to release it. I bet you ESPN saw I bet you people at ESPN knew that. Knew that. And we all knew. When that story broke, that there was an elevator footage because there's right. always there's, no way. there's always right. a camera outside of an elevator. There's got to be an inside. Yeah, I mean, that, that, yeah, that's the second like if there's it's the camera. That's the second camera. That's the second most important camera in a, like in an elevator. The, the most important one is inside the elevator. Yeah. You know, people are trapped. You need you need to see them. Enough. The elevator breaks down. Of course, of course, of course. You gotta see people are alive or dead or whatever's going on. Yeah, yeah, right, right. So everybody knew he punched her. That's why there was no question. That's that's why people came down in the NFL so hard, like hard because they only gave him two games. That was the. But problem. I think they only gave him two and because I, because of the NFL stances, they were still questionable. They're doubt. still a questionable. Yeah, there's a little. There's reasonable doubt. Not, reasonable doubt. Sorry, that's the word. There's reasonable doubt Anything that could have happened that she you know she could have went to and he just moved that away and she hit her head right yeah, yeah. yeah or she launched or anything maybe he just shoved her he didn't knock her out with a left hook but Larry Holmes style I don't know like Ray Rice wasn't like a premier athlete he was good. But was he like, is he like, when you think of uh, top 20 he names w- in the league, does his name come to mind? Now? Absolutely not. No, but he is a, f- he's famous enough. I guess. I guess. You think of running backs, you think yeah. of like the dude from Seattle. Uh, <laughs> Russell Wilson. No, 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 not Russell Wilson. The, uh, like, uh, I forget his name. They have, he has like a nickname. He's like a big, big ass motherfucker. Anyway, uh, you think of like three guys, Steven Jackson. And Ray Rice, you think it's like three guys? You don't really think of anybody. His name Marshawn Jack, Marshawn, Marshawn Lynch, Marshawn Lynch. Yeah, that's how we remember him. Yeah, I mean, back in the day, like you know, back in the late nineties, running backs were like you know, like as popular as the quarterbacks were. Right. Like, but now the game has changed. Now it's more of a throwing league. But still, Ray Rice is a you know he won a Super Bowl with the team two years ago. It's he's a famous dude. You know, out of college, he was highly he was highly touted coming out of college. Uh, Yeah, 
I, I might have been in the Heisman Trophy talk at some point in his college career. Sure. Uh, yeah. Just a crazy, weird, sad story. It is. It's freaking, it's, it's bizarre. It's bizarre. And you know what? You know what's going to happen? This stuff is still going to happen. Still going to happen. And with the, with these play, it I I just think it's it's something when you when you you give a kid being an NFL player has got to be the biggest ego stroke, you know for a, for somebody who's twenty twenty two. Oh yeah, it's of like course, ridiculous. So you, you you're not your mind's not right. It really is. Even though the, when these rookies come into the league, apparently they get all this. They have to go to all these rookie seminars and get, you know, talked about. You and your money. <laughs> yeah, you and your money. Don't tweet, you know. Right. Think, you know, you every everything you do is representing the NFL, your team, your players, your, you know, the fans. You got to be smart. But these guys continuously to just, they just continuously, sh- you know, screw up. Can you imagine if they even start, like there was talk about paying college players can you imagine if we actually paid college players what kind of nonsense would happen? It'd be anarchy. It'd be anarchy. Yeah. They, I, the, the, the rookies, guys in the NFL can't handle it. And they're supposed to be professionals. College kids are doing stupid things can you just imagine, because of Instagram and Facebook and Twitter, let can, alone some money involved. Can you imagine some kid playing for Ohio State? He's like, you know, a five-star player out of high school playing for Ohio State, and he gets paid? You know what? It would just be like rape fest everywhere. All right. <laughs> It'd be making it rain, not going to class. Class? 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 You're talking about class? You're like, listen, listen, I'll just, I'll just build you a library. I'm not going to go to class. <laughs> okay. Uh, yeah. God, it's, it's, a, it's scary, man. War Machine, like the, the MMA guy. He's the same day, same. He's Ray Rice's buddy. He should be in Ray Rice's uh, cell. Ray Rice should be in prison. War Machine's in prison, isn't he? He's gonna go to prison. Yeah, you would technically do some time because it was assault. He battery. should be in prison. I mean, it wouldn't be like what War Machine did, but certainly some level of jail time. I would imagine. That's jail time. That's that's. You know what? The last people to uh, even you know hint about getting the footage, the police. Hmm. It was the NFL, it was TMZ, it was ESPN, I'm sure, and then it was like the actual authorities who were supposed to handle the situation. You know? Money talks. Does it? Money <laughs> talks. It's all about the bucks, kid. <laughs> Does another team ever pick him up again, Ray Rice? Uh, I don't think that guy's ever going to play again. Can I don't, I just don't. I, CFL? He's not, like you said, like you said, he's not that important of a person right. for him to get another chance. Yeah. You know? CFL? Does he play CFL? Canadian football league. Yeah, you'll, you'll, you know, and he'll. Indoor end, football league. Maybe he goes to indoor football Then he'll league. get fat. But he'll just be booed and, and he'll, shit. he'll end up on some reality show somewhere. Yeah, his career's done. Like, it's over. He's never gone anywhere. He's, you know, he's not even. Because the team will look like assholes if they pick up this guy. The NFL, like, removed him from the league. Well, oh, no, the Ravens released him. The NFL didn't. Just the Ravens released him. But still. Well, the NFL was going to do something anyway. They were going to do. We don't know that. There's that. There's the NFL, doubt. The, the Ravens play in the NFL. The NFL has, I would think, authority over that over no. the Ravens. If that was the case, and the NFL said would have would came out with a comment before the Ravens that he has been, uh, you know, permanently removed from the league. He can never play in here again. Mm. 
that would have superseded it. Even if the Ravens were like, listen, we're getting rid of this. No, no, no. We want to make this perfectly clear to the league this is not. But yeah. Just the Ravens did it. Just the Ravens did it. So that means it's just Ravens policy, not NFL policy. So well, by right. Well, no, they did the NFL. Are you saying that the NFL didn't do anything? The NFL didn't say he's, he's been removed from the league. No, he, they, yeah, they did. They issued a statement that he's been suspended indefinitely. That's what oh, the NFL okay. said. I don't know. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. okay. That it makes was, more it, sense. I don't know which one happened first. I, oh, okay. I think, it doesn't matter. I think the, Raven, the Ravens terminated his contract. I don't know okay. which one happened first. That's fine. Then it makes more sense. The Ravens terminated his contract. Then the NFL banned him. Okay. I guess. That's I think fine. that's how that's it happened. That's fine. As long as that. Now, it makes a, then that makes a lot more sense. Yeah, so he's but he's not, not going to go anywhere. He's, yeah. Because any other league would look like complete assholes if to pick him up. If the XFL was still around, that would make sense. But that's about it. But unfortunately, it's not. I bet you Ray Rice is hoping he was a ba- baseball player. Because some of that contract would have been guaranteed, <laughs> you know? Yeah, right. And he would be able to fight that in court, I would imagine. You know? Yeah. Unless it was in his contract that if you do anything to deface the Ravens or the NFL, uh, you know, we can terminate your contract so and you disturbing. can't fucking do anything about it. But who knows? Well, he's uh, he's done, though. Yeah, Dunzo, and he should be. Yeah, I mean there were there were dudes. There was a dude who killed somebody with a car, and he was driving drunk, and he actually came back to play. <laughs> that guy came back and played. How about that? That's manslaughter, isn't it? Or aggravated manslaughter, some shit like that. I said this today to Simon. The NFL is going to be so boring in about five years. There's so just like this. I totally understand. It, it just it, it just. It has me forward thinking, which is nonsense. So apparently, this player. Are you saying there's more contact off the field? (laughs) Yeah, right. (laughs) They're just exhausted by the time they get on the field. (laughs) There's like "Eh, getting to fights, making it rain. Too many. There was a guy. There was a guy in the Browns game. uh, He was no the Steeler, Pittsburgh Steelers guy is returning back a kick. Oh, and he stomped the guy in the face. (laughs) See, (laughs) here's now here's my take on it. The Browns kicker slipped or something. He knelt knelt down a little bit. I don't know. Maybe he was trying to go tackle him. To me, he was just simply trying to jump over him. Yeah, and now, it kicked I, him in the face. His, his the foot, still image from that is awesome. I'm though. sure it is. It's, it's but now they suspended the guy. In my opinion, when I first saw it, forget the headline, forget all the nonsense story, just show me the footage. He looked like he's trying to jump over the guy. Yeah, yeah, and I think he's that's what suspended. it is. He's getting suspended. Suspended, yeah. He, the, the the player that did that uh, for from the Steelers intentionally kicking. I, don't, I forget the name of the player who did yeah, it for, for the Steelers. Uh, but he actually tweeted after the game. He's like, "When did this happen?" <laughs> like he, he saw the still image. And he's like, "I didn't even know that happened." Yeah, I think it was just you know, it was like a, you know the kicker was in a perfect position and he in the in the in the, in the return. Uh. Return return man was in the perfect spot. His foot just got caught in his face. <laughs> that shit can happen in a football game, man. Body parts are flying all over the place. Let's see. I would love to see the footage of that, though. Uh, Antonio Brown. Uh, you know the you know what's weird? Like the there's a news story about the incident that happened. But the punter never gets... <laughs> he doesn't get in the headline. He's the guy to get kicked in the face. But he, his name doesn't even make the headline. It's about the uh, kick returner. Antonio Brown. Uh, let's see. Like, like <laughs> even the college that Antonio Brown went to makes the headline. Pittsburgh Steelers CMU alum Antonio Brown 
hurdles face. Like the punter is the, the most punters get the shit, man. They really they're athletes too. Why can't you just put the punter's name in the headline, people? He's the one that got kicked in the face. <laughs> man, punters get get just hammered. Punters are like the water boy in like every other sport. They really get acknowledged as much as like water boys and cheerleaders. They're just not a part of anything. Let's see if I can find this. Rock is trying to find the footage. Yeah. It's got to be everywhere, right? It's got to be on Deadspin. It's got to be everywhere. There it is. Oh, my God. <laughs> that is brilliant. He's literally just running, tries to hurdle the guy because the, the punter's coming in at like a low angle. And his head just gets put in a perfect spot for Antonio Brown to kick it right in the face. <laughs> and how did Antonio Brown not remember that? That's so, that's horseshit. I apologize. You know what? The way they, they word this thing in the article, it, it, it was what they should do. It wasn't that he is, but uh, so I apologize. I thought he was suspended. It was just the, the, the writer saying he should be suspended. I don't think so. To be honest with you, I, don't th- I, th- I think that's just a freak accident that happens. So it looks intentional. It really does look intentional. It's not. But it's not. No, he was just trying to jump over him. He was trying to jump over him, and his fucking face got in the way of his foot. That is classic, man. That's going to be on every blooper reel. It's bad enough playing for the Browns. It's even worse being a kicker for the Browns. That is that you guy's career. You that is that guy's career. That punter number five for the Browns, yeah. whatever his name is. Nothing else. What is his name? Spencer Lanning? Yeah. Spencer Lanning. That is his mark that he's made in the NFL. I don't care if he punts balls, punts another thousand balls in the NFL. He's going to be the guy known for getting kicked in the face by Antonio Brown. That's awful. That's it. Unbelievable. Uh, Comedian Danny LaBelle will be joining us. He is the host of the famous podcast, Everybody Loves It, Modern Day Philosophers. Yes. Has a lot of famous people, does a lot of interviews of uh, famous folks, and they talk, uh, I, I believe what they do on the show is that they, you know, they get a they get a philosopher, and they talk about that philosopher and, you know, his theories and stuff, and, you know, they make some jokes about it, and yeah, yeah, yeah. But Danny gets some really good guests on that show. Yeah. Uh, Louis Black, you know, uh, actually the uh, the African American comedian that you love, Rock. Every one of them. Yeah, I don't know what. No, that's the one you really did like. She used to do talk soup or something. Oh, oh shit! What's her name? Yeah. Oh, yeah. I think she's on the View. Aisha Tyler. Aisha Tyler. I think she was yeah. on like the t- like the talk or the View or something. She used to be on that show. I thought. I don't know. But anyway, you get some yeah, famous people. Danny's a good guy. We haven't seen him in a long time. He's back in New York. He lives in L.A., but uh, he's back in New York doing some stuff. He's actually making the rounds doing interviews today for some reason, and uh, he's a busy man. He's like, after he comes in to talk to us for a little while, he's going to go to the stand and do a set and uh, call it a night, I believe. Maybe, Maybe grab a burger on the way home. Maybe we could give him a joke that he could say, like on, on the stage tonight. Maybe we could do that. Maybe we'll come up with a joke. I don't think Danny will remember. Danny's like is in his own mind, his own world. Yeah. He just, you know. Hopefully he doesn't spend uh, his like 20 minutes here just doing a turtle story. Yeah. We're just going to get it. We've, we've heard the turtle story already. A, maybe he could take his uh, hookah thing with him. It's his hookah. Yeah, Danny's got like stuff he left here. He literally. I'm like, like a pod, like one of those he, storage pods. When he moved to LA, like his last day in New York was 
it just happened to be he was doing our show on his last day in New York, yeah. leaving the next morning, and he had to clear out like the rest of his crap from his apartment in Brooklyn, and we ended up with stuff in our studio from his apartment. No, no, no. Well, look, to, to, what he said to me is, I could have this stuff, but if I ever move, I'd like it back. <laughs> so, meaning, can I just leave it in here right. for a long time? So, And Rocket's such a nice person, he just hasn't gotten rid of it. Well, no, It's like yeah. a big poster of John Lennon. And uh, a, a hookah. big hookah bar, hookah thing that looks dirty. I don't think you would ever, ever, ever use that. No, the only thing that that scene is the garbage neck. Yeah. Maybe we'll do it tonight. It's a bit. <laughs> just break the hookah thing. Like, yeah, we'll be like, listen, if you don't take this tonight, yeah, we get a garbage can and a hammer. Yeah, and we'll just break it in we'll the garbage can. Yeah, in front of you. Yeah, and then we should actually do that. And maybe you could take a poop on the John Lennon thing tonight. So let's get a garbage can no, that. <laughs> and a hammer. I'm not gonna take a poop on it. <laughs> I already took a poop before I came in. Oh, that's nice. Yeah. Uh, plus, I eat a lot of protein, so it, it comes out like rocks. <laughs> like me? <laughs> it, comes, it comes out. <laughs> Every time I take a shit, I hear whippee! It's, it's a bunch of rocks coming out of my ass. <laughs> whippee! Plop right into the bowl. It's <laughs> <laughs> so weird. Just my face coming out your ass. <laughs> and when I look into the bowl, because you always look at the shit when you stand up, and it's a bunch of rock faces just going, whippee, whippee, swimming around in there. Oh, God, I went a little too far with the joke there. <laughs> yeah, we should. <laughs> it was a nice moment. Yeah. Do you really want to do it? Do you have a garbage can you could spare? Put it in the garbage can, because Danny's not here. It'll be here momentarily. He said closer to 9 o'clock. We'll get a garbage can, put it over there. Put the hookah in it, and uh, what will be our thing? If Danny, Honestly, it would be cool, but... Danny, if you don't take this, we're going to smash it into the garbage can. I guess, yeah. You got a hammer? Are you that well, type yeah, of guy? yeah, but I'm, I'm like... I just feel like it's going to be a flop, because I don't think he really gives a shit. It's the John Lennon poster that he cares about. Right, so he gave me that thing. So, I mean, do we just like... I got to take a leak. I can pee on it. I don't think I have to go that far. I think we could just like rip it up, burn it a little bit or something. Burn it? But yeah, I don't think he really, honestly, I don't think he cares about the hookah, so I'd hate, that would be such a letdown. It's the John Lennon poster that he really cares about. I know that for a fact. So what is it? If he doesn't take it, we're just going to destroy it tonight? I guess so. <laughs> we're never going to see the guy. We're friends with him, though. I feel like bad put him on the spot. No, I don't want to do it. You're the one bringing it up. I'll do it just for the sake of radio. I don't really care. <laughs> Friends might be a nice. You're friends with him. I mean, he's just driving uh, quite a long distance to be on the show. All the more reason why we shouldn't be doing it. But I think it'll be hilarious. All right, maybe I'll just mention it to him. Like, if you don't take that thing, I think we're gonna burn it because it's been sitting here forever. Yeah, like yeah, like we can't stand seeing John Lennon every and, day. And, I, and I'll make up something like you hate the Beatles. It's true, though. I really don't like him. I don't really like the guy. Yeah. Fucking one. What are, what are she loves saying? you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Really, that's all? Who gives a fuck? Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's not the lyrics, but I guess. Who gives a fuck, 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 fuck. <laughs> Love is the loneliest. By the way, life. he's late by 20-some-odd minutes. Well, no, he, he just texted me to be here around 9 o'clock because he's running late with his other interview. Oh. All right, so you want to do a break and we'll come back and talk, talk about some other shit? Uh, well, I'd like to come back with him not walking in. So we'll just stall. We're just gonna like wait a few more. I don't know when he's gonna get here. All right. Well, we'll stop in a few more minutes. Because we'll need... take a break. Yeah, because then I could get a chair in and all that. Blah blah. blah. We have a chair here. 
I know, but but for his, uh, uh, I don't know, they married yet? I don't even know. Who, I mean, his wife? Oh, oh no, his girlfriend? Wife? I don't know, are they engaged? I don't know. He's been with that chick for a long time. Yeah. She does like chair. all this booking, too. She's a solid lady, you know? Yeah. Without her, I don't think Danny would be as uh, popular. You got to be solid if Danny's you actually put up a turtle story. For that to be honest, with you, I don't know if Danny's famous with um, like fans. I don't know if he has like a ton of fans, but he's very well known in the entertainment world, at least the comic world. I would mm-hmm. say that. the the comedic industry. A lot of people know who Danny. Absolutely. Is. Oh yeah, he definitely. He's on the wallpaper at the at the stand. How yeah. about that? Yeah, he's done the Artie Lang show when that. Was around. He is like, <laughs> yeah. He's a famous dude. He was like a first timer there. He's like, he, he, yeah. He's like the kind of guy that just, he just, ha- he's like an, he's like Kramer from mm. Seinfeld. He just winds up in really cool places, hanging out with really cool people. You know, he has no shame. He really has no shame. He like, he just, he just. I'm gonna talk to this guy. Fuck it. You know, right? Like he literally saw Kid Rock. He told me one. He saw Kid Rock on the street, and just went up to Kid Rock to just start hounding him and talking to him. <laughs> and Kid Rock ended up on his radio show. That's so crazy. Yeah, it's just a, it's not. He said the same thing with George Carlin back in the day. The great George Carlin. She get him like his uh, his girlfriend to book her shows. His chick used to book for us a little bit. Oh, really? Yeah, she get she get she got us some guests. Oh, that's true. Yeah, technically, yeah. Yeah. By the way, did you see that story? I don't have it because our laptop died, but there was a couple who apparently had a friend who did drugs, mm. and the guy OD'd on uh, like heroin or something, whatever drug it was. I don't know what drug it was, but this couple, a uh, woman and a gentleman, I don't know, I would imagine they're in their late 20s or something, took selfies with the dead body. Oh, gosh. Selfies with the dead friend body. How awful. I mean, how... how? What is that even? I don't even know what that is. <laughs> is that even a me, 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 I, I, I thing? Yeah, or is that... What uh, is that? Like, what are, what are they thinking? What's going through the... I guess they're on drugs. Is that wrong? Yeah, thing? I mean, the, 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 That's the only logical explanation for what, that. Who are you going to show that to... And parents, aunts and uncles. Yeah, I mean, who are you going to... Facebook. Like, taking a picture with a dead body. Apparently, this is like a little bit of a trend going around. Like, people go to funerals of, like, relatives that passed away, and they'll go up by the casket and do the selfie of themselves in the casket and the dead body, open casket behind them. It's like a thing people do. Like, a yada, like the young kids do it. Like, oh, I'm at my grandma's funeral. Snap. Selfie. You know? I'm telling you, look it up on Google. Funeral selfies. Funeral selfies is a thing. It is a thing. But this couple is just like this guy literally OD'd in a living room, and they're just like taking pictures of him with themselves with the with the body. If that's the case, like this is this is like something that can't really it shouldn't exist. Like there's a black guy with the with the where. Yeah, it's a, no! <laughs> it's, a, it's a black guy like doing a peace sign with his grandma that dead. That is and the, disturbing. Like it's just ridiculous. But it's like a trend thing that happens. Like there's a chick, there's there's a there's a girl. It's like not a day over sixteen taking a picture of herself next to her dead grandmother. Like, what are you doing? Like, who are you gonna show that to? That is so disturbing. Like, who are you showing that to? I mean, are your friends really getting a kick out of that? 
Is that really showing your personality? Oh, my gosh. It's unbelievable, these people. I tell you what, our world's heading to a fucking shithole. That's so bad. Somebody got a Beyonce selfie. That's pretty good. All right, let's take the break. I got to yeah. use the old bathroom quickly. Yeah, me too. All right, taking a break. Come back. We're on LunaticRadio.com show after this. Uh, do the hashtag thing. My LR sign. Tweet them to us. At Lunatic Radio. Take your, make a makeshift LR sign. Take a photo of it. Write it on a body part. Take it in a, a remote location. If you're on vacation, tropical location, landmark, anything. Vista. Anything. Take you know, Write Lunatic Radio on a piece of paper. Take a picture of it with a nice little backdrop there. And tweet it to us, at Lunatic Radio. We like sharing them with folks, and um, we'll come up with a contest. We had a contest, but I don't know if anybody was into the contest. Uh, well, you know, we'll find a prize and whatever. We just like to see uh, the folks who are listening to the program uh, engage in the program a little bit. And this is a simple way to do it. My L- hashtag MyLRSign. Tweet them to us, at Lunatic Radio. There you go. Go ahead and do that. We'll take a break. We'll come back, and Danny LaBelle hopefully will be with us, and uh, we'll have some fun. All right. Take a break. Back right after this. You can now hear the Lunatic Radio show on Stitcher. Stitcher is an award-winning free app that lets you listen to all your favorite shows. Stitcher is available on iOS, Android, Nook, iPad, and over 4 million car dashboards. Create custom playlists. There's over 20,000 shows to discover. Rate and review the Lunatic Radio show on Stitcher. Don't have Stitcher? Download now at Stitcher.com or in your favorite app store. And catch Lunatic Radio on the go anytime, anywhere. Download it free today. Donations. 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 I thought it was trash. <laughs> Do that every fucking time. If you are a proud supporter of LunaticRadio.com show and you like to see this show flourish or just Rock and I become alcoholics, you can donate to the LunaticRadio.com show by simply going on our website, Rocket Fire Away. Yes, absolutely. Donations. Go to the website, uh, LunaticRadio.com, and select from one of the options, even a recurring amount, or simply just uh, give whatever you, you feel. Anything and everything is appreciated and helps pay for any of the expenses for this show and helps us keep going and you know not have to dig out of our pockets. And we appreciate, again, anything you can give. Right. So give a shit and give us a donation. <laughs> well, give money. Don't give a shit. All right. <laughs> I can go on about that one. So log on to the lunaticradio.com website. If you would be so kind and give us a donation, it would be great. Absolutely. Thank you. And thank you from the bottom of our hearts. Yes. From the lunaticradio.com show. What up, everybody? LR Show, hanging out. Uh, live number to call in, 646-233-4045. Kia Rock, broadcasting live from New York. Joined in studio by a comedic legend and uh, podcasting icon. Would you say that, Danny? Uh, sure, if you want me to. Yeah, go ahead. You're, you're a podcasting icon. With uh, First with the comical radio... And now with uh, Modern Day Philosophers. Yep. How's the show going? Going well, thank you. Yeah. Are you, uh, you making the bucks? Uh, a few. Yeah, good. A few. Rock and I are still trying to figure out how to do that. You gotta you- ask people for it. <laughs> yeah. Let's go up to them and be like, hey, give, us, give me some money. That's what you do. Or send them an email. 
Talking out of microphone, Dan. You've been now on the radio. Nowadays, people get an email. I'm just so overwhelmed. It's Danny over there again. It's Danny I missed LaBelle. his face over there. I missed so you guys. Nice. Yeah. Seeing him Always over make there. time for the lunatics. Us stupid schlubs here, you know, we're just great to see you over there. You, yeah. Can you believe we're still doing the show? Yeah. Please yeah. tell us to stop. Just I, say no, it. Stop. You must continue. Quit it. Quit it. Look, uh, they want me to be the one to end it for them. Uh, yeah. That's, yeah, that's right. the funniest <laughs> thing about it. Put us out. Come and visit and put us out of our misery. There would be some sort of irony to that if you told us to end Maybe it's some kind of. Of a thing like uh, you're, you're trapped in some kind of spell. Somebody said you two are doomed to continue to do this show until a guest comes along and frees you from it. Yeah, but the curse is that no guest will ever. You beg, please release us. No, you guys should be doing the show. Keep it going. <laughs> no, you don't understand. Uh, uh, we're under a witch's spell. The only way we're released is if a guest tells us that we're free. Right. Please. Oh, you guys are too funny. Keep doing the show. Yeah, that, then Disney, Disney will make that uh, like a movie and it'll be great. That's Danny brings up a good point. No one of like any uh, talent or notoriety has ever told us just like, you know, quit. They've always said like, ah, it's all right. It's a good show. You know, you guys are getting there. And they're begging, please release yeah, us. And in, 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 our, in our minds subconsciously, we're just like, you know, we really want to end. We really want to stop this. That's the deeper meaning to Lunatic Radio. They're, go- <laughs> they're going crazy. They're trapped in this room year after year after year. There's no money coming in. No. These poor guys, they're, they're very talented. They're more talented than a billion podcasts out there, but they're not half as noticed. Right. And, uh, and that's, that's the Lunatic is the self-fulfilling prophecy. Right. Eventually, they go crazy. and uh, We're not listening to our own show title. Ah! You know, the great curse is that you guys will never die. You'll oh. never die, and you'll always continue doing this show. You'll be 120 years old. You'll still be recording the lunatic. Please, somebody release us. No, I think you guys are going to make it any day now. It's, right. it's almost time. That big contract is right around the corner. <laughs> How do we get money? Don't worry. The money will come. The money will come. It never came. But I'm 92 at this point. What am I going to spend it on? All our friends and family died a long time ago. And listeners, please. Right. <laughs> Just release us. 83 years old trying Podcasting to relate to an 18 year old. hasn't been a thing since the early 2000s. That's how you know you've been around a long time if listeners' kids start listening to you. That's how you know you've been around a long wow, time. Yes. Oh, yeah, my dad used to listen <laughs> yeah, to those lunatics. He always hoped you guys would make it, too. I, I just listen because it's the hip thing to do. You know, that old nostalgic stuff? Yeah. yeah. It's like, it's the hipster thing to do to listen to lunatic radio. Yeah, <laughs> yeah maybe we'll hit that angle pretty soon. <laughs> Christ. We were actually trying, we were actually trying to think of, because uh, I think our show, I know you were on pretty early in the 2000s, but I think actually Rock and I are the longest running podcast. Oh, Our internet radio Yeah, I think that's probably true. We were thinking about this. Probably not a good idea. And even we- with that, even with that claim to fame. <laughs> <laughs> is that really a claim to fame? I don't even know what that is. I think the worst curse is if somebody is going to chain Kieran to this desk one day, and he's not even going to be allowed to leave to live the rest of his life. But Kieran won't mind. He'll just keep talking. While well, we were going through technical difficulties just before, he, he was talking. He was if talking. I didn't say anything, he would have just kept going. He thought we were still on the yeah, air. He, yeah. He's perpetually on the air. If there's a microphone. Do you know how many times I've wanted to quit? <laughs> I've really wanted to quit this thing. I never Probably heard him want to do the show. I've never even heard him want to do it. He but used to pick me up in Brooklyn. I say, how's the show? Oh, I just haven't figured out a way out yet. I just... <laughs> Oh, it's terrible. 
It's terrible. And he used to say, oh, we got to get on radio. Then radio died. Yeah. And he said, we got to get on satellite radio. Then Howard Stern took all the satellite radio money and nobody else got any. And then he, he's still stuck podcasting. He's waiting for the next big medium to come around. And every time somebody asks me about the show, I'm like, I don't know if I really like, but I'm addicted to it. That's what I say now. I'm like addicted to going there. Even chewing though we don't really do anything. The show. Right? He's still with the chewing? Yeah. He got the yeah of course he is. Of course he's but he's working out now, so at least he's... Uh, yeah, he you, missed, you missed his uh, his hamburger, blue cheese hamburger days. They yeah, were. Uh, I ate nothing oh but freaking bacon was, and blue cheese for was, like three he years. Was, he was in a... It was know. good. It was a, it was a, you know, I loved it. The opposite of in shape. <laughs> I love being in shape. I love being out of shape. <laughs> right. nothing, nothing wrong with it. Yeah. I once asked Kieran, I said, how many, how many people tune into the show? He goes, I never look. Right. I, I said, where, where are you guys on the charts? He goes, I didn't even know there were charts. <laughs> I said, Kieran, a lot has happened. Yeah, I don't know. If, yeah, apparently there's a, like an iTunes thing. <laughs> A lot has happened in podcasting. It's true. Wake up. No it's idea. like Rip Van Winkle, you know? Yes. I guarantee you, there's a kid who started a podcast last week somewhere in Iowa, and he's he trumps us in technology. Well, of course. I guarantee it. That's right. He's, he's got it all figured well, out. all this, I mean, all the nonsense we have here is, is ridiculous. <laughs> this is just... This People this, just have one laptop, and they're good. If a new podcaster looks at our studio, they're like, what is all that stuff? You know what else I think? I think Rock is secretly a uh, sociologist, or whatever they call it. What is it? An anthropologist, somebody who Idiot. studies human beings. I think he plays it up. That he, oh, that I think oh, I think you're really studying Kieran. To I'm watch. like a, he's I'm my like, specimen. I'm, yes, a, I'm a case study. You're or watching something. a man descend into madness, and you, and you're like, okay, someone's paying him. You know, you think he's just your buddy doing a podcast with you, but no one would just do a podcast with their friend for this long. That's true. So what's really going on here is he works for some university, and they said, look, we found a guy with a very rare condition. He's willing to continue talking to nobody for 10 years at a time. We need you to study him. Just buddy up to him, pretend to be his friend, and you start a show. And you say, can we call it the lunatic show? They go, that's just mean. (laughs) See, Karen, I do. I always keep a piece of paper and pen in front of me. See? Uh, That is fine. I've never really given any thought to the title. To the show? Yes, to the 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 title of the show. I was just thought it would be something zany and crazy, (laughs) which catch somebody's eye. But there's actually meaning to it now that Danny Little Bell just stepped in the studio for five minutes. Rocket plays down his intelligence. You ever wonder? You you ever think he He does possibly? You know, because sometimes you think, yeah, he just said something kind of dumb. But nobody says anything that dumb. He's playing it down on purpose. He's a yeah, lot you, smarter than he is. Ixnay, Ixnay. This is just a study. There's, Do you want to take a call? Go There's ahead. a room of scientists that get a weekly report on you. Call, you're on the air. What's your name? Where you're from? Josh from Storm Lake, Iowa. Hey, Josh. Welcome to the program. Danny LaBelle, the famous Danny LaBelle, joining us. How are you doing? Good. How are you? What do you have for the show, sir? Call, you're on the air. What's your name? Where you're from? Um... Oh. I just have a quick question. Sure. Go ahead. Do you guys have Battletoads? Battletoads, the game. All right. Well, I'm glad he was really engrossed in the conversation. Jesus. <laughs> you get people, I don't even, I think that this number is posted every, you know, we put on uh, in list. such a way that it has nothing to do with this show. <laughs> it's just like... It's just if you need to make a phone call. Well, at least Danny, you know, things never change. Yeah. I think they sell the phone number 
to whatever sites, you know, what the, it winds up on all different websites for people. I think there's a service <laughs> that caters to people. Danny's going to find his point at some. There's a, there's a service <laughs> that's specifically to mess with people. Yes. They say there's people out there that like something called Battletoads. Mm. Let's fuck with them. Right. And then they give them the phone number here to the lunatics, and everybody feels crazy. Sure. They wind yes. up calling, do you have any Battletoads? And uh, and then you guys are talking about something completely different, and nobody wins. No one wins. Was that guy looking to buy Battletoads? I don't know what he was I think he was trying to just get it out there for people to, to think about. Just for people, uh, this is just a cruel bully's... A bully who who's like, all right, I'm gonna fuck with these nerds. He really hammered. They want it home. battle toads. He <laughs> really threw me for a loop with the battle toads thing. I was just like, wow. You want battle toads? I'll give you battle toads. Yeah. Here you go, buddy. Here's a phone number. So how you been? You yeah. living in L. A. for two years now? You're, yeah. You're, 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 you got uh, that Cali glow about you. You're uh, you're uh, you know originally from New York. You're you yeah, you, you so. were like you were like city. <laughs> You were like Manhattan. Manhattan was you, but then you decided, you know what? I gotta go to L.A. Yeah, I had enough of it. And how how is L.A. treating you? What's the good? How what's the what's the difference between living space. in New York? You know, <laughs> yeah. Rocket's one of the few people that has space in New York. He has space to breathe. That's true. Yeah. Everybody else is crammed in little closets like I was, you mm-hmm. know. And uh, you you got nothing. You got no no space to breathe. You got a million people living around the building, and you walk outside, you're crammed everywhere. You got no money for anything. All you could eat is pizza. You're riding around in, with the rats underground. Yeah. And <laughs> That's every, true. That's and Manhattan. It, that is Manhattan. And then everybody says, oh, this is wonderful. Yeah. Then they go home and cry. <laughs> That's what happened to me. I've really never never seen You any- stopped the crying, Danny. You stopped it. Oh, this is fantastic. I'm doing it. What are you doing? I'm inflicting torture on myself on a daily basis. <laughs> Why? Is, New York is such it's like it's a pain in the ass to get anywhere. It's a pain in the ass to get up in the morning. You have to deal with people everywhere it's you go. It's always a pain in the ass to get up in the morning. Uh, oh, it's just it, it's just I don't know why people love it so much. You know what? It's like this show. You become addicted to the pain. I guess. Yeah. It's self but LA is a lot better for you. LA is good cuz we rent a house in LA. We got palm trees, good weather. Yeah. We got a backyard. We got a grill. Ooh, it's nice. It yeah. sounds fantastic. Nice. It sounds better than nice. It's, it's always a- good weather. Yeah. I get in the car, I drive to Laguna Beach, I go in the nice water. It's turquoise water. Sure. And then I think to myself, why did I ever have a hard time leaving New York in the first place? Right. right. I'll tell you why. Oh, there's a reason. Because it gets dark here at night. It doesn't get dark in LA because all the light gets trapped under the smog. Really? Wow! I've the, heard that. Actually. You need that darkness. It has that. It has a glow on it, right? Like at it's nighttime, no, there's always a glow. Yeah, it's no good. I could See, sacrifice here, that. The the darkness is so rich. Mm. It's so deep. Yes. That when it's bright, you really could tell what the difference is. That's kind of disturbing. If this here in city limits is dark, this you is know. dark. So I can't even imagine. Like, if you were in the country, you'd it's feel no like you're good. going you, blind. It's like you know. It's like if somebody left the lights on at night every night, you go a little yeah. crazy. Interesting. That's, what, that's the problem with L.A. They could get rid of the smog. You know what? I can, I can deal with that. I does can. it bother you, though, that it's, it's sunny so many days? Yes. It does bother you. It pisses me off. <laughs> would that piss you off? I don't I don't like that. Palm yeah. trees and sun, sun every no, day. I, it's like you wake up and you put in water. I told you this. There's no such thing as good weather. If the weather's good every day, it's just weather. That's true. Mm, that's a good point. You need, you need the bad for the good to be good. 
That's right. You do yeah. have the seasons here in New York. Let's say you got a blowjob every single day. Right. It wouldn't be exciting to get a blowjob right. anymore. Right. So that's why I always, you know, every other day I say. Every <laughs> other... <laughs> But seriously, something that's special is my point. You right. take something that's special, and if you have it every day, it's not special anymore. Right. That's, that's a great point. Right. If you're, like, say your job was... Uh, sucking to, dick. Yeah. yeah. And, but you loved sucking dick. <laughs> I don't know. But if it was labeled a job, you would, you know, eventually be like, I don't want to suck dick today. Right. Right. I, I always love New York pizza. Yes. I, that's always been a, a huge thing for me, and a thing that made me huge. But, uh... <laughs> You did a little wacky joke there. But um, <laughs> but it's so much more special now when they come and visit because the pizza's so lousy in L.A. that you forget that pizza's even a kind of food. It's inedible in L.A. Really? There's only one good place, this place in Culver City called La Rocco's Pizza that mm-hmm. I've found. But everybody else, they say, I know where it is. I know where the good pizza is. And you get there, and it's like, oh, this isn't it. Yeah. Mm. Oh, I know where it is. Come on. Come over here, everybody. And then you get there, and you go, oh, that's not the good stuff. <laughs> So, you know, when you come to New York and you eat it again, you're like, oh, it's special. It's exciting. Sure. And that's also why I don't like the Internet, because it ruins everything. Like, you go on vacation and uh, you go, let's say you're in Spain or something. You, you see a little souvenir shop. You're like, oh, I should get something very cool. You can say, I got this in Spain. Then you go in the souvenir shop. It says the name of the shop dot com on the on their <laughs> the car. Yeah. I could just buy it at home. I didn't even have to come to Spain. There's nothing... But you, you know in your mind that you bought anywhere. that from Spain. Right. It doesn't matter, though. Mm. You can just look around the shop. We were in, in the city, you know, in Manhattan yesterday. We're walking around the shop. And I said, oh, we should get one of these. And Kylie says, why, why even carry it home with us? You just get it online from them. I said, because we want to get it from New York. Yeah. It still comes from New York. Oh. And she's right. The internet it has, really has, you know, been, yeah. the globalization, it, it makes everything regionally boring. <laughs> you know? Everything is regionally boring because you can just grab something from anywhere in the world from, from your house. And the answer is, everybody's just going to stay in their house eventually. Everyone's everybody going to leave. And the groceries will come, and, and then, uh, you know, they'll send a coffin to pick you up at your door when you're dead. No, no one's even going to go to a funeral. Coffins.com. And somebody will take a selfie of it's it. It's going to be like fresh direct. Mm. Just not fresh, but direct. <laughs> no longer dead fresh. Dead direct. Dead direct. They're going to send a coffin right to your door. It's true. And they'll have a service. That's a good theory. I where like your house I like that goes theory. on a tilt. So you just hit a, you know, they hit a button. Your house tilts. You roll out of it. Your dead body rolls right into the coffin, and then they they shoot you off somewhere. You know, it doesn't. People don't want to leave the house anymore. Because Wasn't that that basis of that Pixar movie the, with the robot? The uh, world is becoming less exciting. A little robot. Are you talking about? Are you talking about uh, the recent one? What was that movie? The one with Joaquin Phoenix? Oh, no. no, I know what he's talking about, and I haven't seen it. And there was just everyone. Wally, Wally, yeah, oh. Wally. That's basically. The I'm only, not giving away the, the only film. Pixar robot movie, right? <laughs> yeah, right. Yeah, it's Wally. What yeah, was, what I haven't was, seen it. That yet. basically, you just that that's Is that's, that what that's the a big about? picture of uh, of Wally. But that's what's going on. Nobody wants to leave their house for anything. Mm-hmm. The groceries are getting delivered. Right. People's clothes are getting delivered. It's true. I mean, I'm, I sound like an old man because this has been going on for a long yeah. time, but. It's really starting to hit me because, especially in New York, nobody wants to leave their house because it's too crowded outside. There's too many people. And I was thinking, I was talking to somebody about this this week, how many cars there are in L.A. on the freeway, how many cars there are in New York. These roads weren't built to handle this many cars. No, it's true. Absolutely. And and what's going to happen is either somebody's going to become a millionaire 
because they're going to revolutionize the whole system and update it for the new generation because it's it's antiquated. The the road system is antiquated for these big cities. It's it doesn't handle it, doesn't support it, right? And it's only going to get worse. And you can't expand in in Manhattan. So either they're going to revolutionize it, or more likely. Nobody's going to leave anymore because it's going to be too horrible to leave, and that's already happening. I believe that. I believe that to be true. I really do. Yeah. You know, and, and people don't. People want their peace and quiet too. So they, they don't. Even when they, even most people when they go out and they're in, they're in a, a, a social environment when there's a lot of people around. They're most of them on their phones most of the time. Nobody they're, wants they're, they're, to. We're, that's where they want to be. They want. They don't want to be talking to you face to face. They want to be on their phone. They want. They, they want you to say something funny so they can go on their phone and tweet about right. it and talk to somebody else who's far away about it's it. Disgusting. Nobody but, wants to be close to anybody. No. Yeah. It's distance. Distance is the new thing. The further away, the more you want. See. Why? Well, why you, is that? Though? How why excited is were you guys when I walked in here? Fantastic! Yeah, absolutely. Why? Because I'm far away. Right. Yeah. When if I was close by, you'd be like, "Oh God, Danny's here again. We can't get bigger yeah, guests." Yeah. Example: would, Josh Kogan. It, it wouldn't be so special. <laughs> it wouldn't be special. Yeah. So everybody, we're actually really excited to have you on. But I when know. you were here in New York, we we're like, "Yeah, Dan's coming." That's what I'm saying. <laughs> Dan's coming. We really need to have a meeting about booking the show. We got to be get, getting better people. Oh, Dan lives in L.A. This is what I'm talking about. <laughs> <laughs> that's the kind of guest we need. One that's, that's right. far away. That's right. Because that's the only thing you can't get on the Internet is somebody just delivered to your house anymore. I mean, you can with a travel agent, but, you know, but but uh, say Russian bride. you can have, have anything from anywhere in the world just brought to your door except people that they have to be willing to do. So that's the only thing that's still special. If you go to another country, the people are special. That's it. That maybe that's the thing. Stuff is becoming less and less special. You'd be like, oh, I'd go to this place because that's the only place you could get that. Now you could get that anywhere because of the internet. So the only thing that's going to be special is people. And it comes all full, full circle. So you're not doing comedy anymore. You're doing life lessons seminars I don't know. Now. I'm, just, I'm just, just thinking gonna, out loud as I'm talking. Suddenly I want to go write a book or something or do something more productive with my life now that you're here. <laughs> but once you get the people, like Kieran said, they're not going to want to talk to you. They want to talk to somebody who's far away. Right? Yeah. They want to just, yeah, they want to indicate that to somebody far away that they're with you. But it's just like how, how... Just prove that you're doing something social, but you're not really because you're on your phone. It's just like how people get excited if somebody's dead. Now everybody loves Joan Rivers because she's dead. Right. Right, well, we were just talking about that. People doing selfies at funerals. Yeah, we were just talking. Selfies they at funerals. They take pictures of, of themselves in the casket of their dead grandparent behind them. All of a sudden, everyone's a huge Joan Rivers fan. Right. When she was alive, nobody, nobody no one, cared. No one cared. She had a TV show. If all these people... We're tuning into her fashion show. Oh, right. She was killing on it. It was great. She, she was still great on the fashion place, yeah. I still didn't. She'd yeah. still be alive because... She, <laughs> that wouldn't make any sense. <laughs> Too many people are watching. I can't die, you know. Mm. I don't think she wanted to die anyway. No. But again, well, with Robin it? Williams, as soon as he killed himself, everybody in the world loved Robin Williams. Yeah. Did you fucking pictures. see that? Did you see that coming? Him killing himself? I didn't see that coming. Uh, no, I did not see that coming. How, how could you? I mean, unless you really knew him or something. Sure. Yeah. I mean, he, he even had like he was like talking to somebody about future projects and earnings and and signing signing oh, contracts. And I've stuff. got a lot of things in the works, man. Yeah. Okay, chief. And then Look. hours later, he just he just his head switched and he killed himself. Yeah, something happened. Hey. That's crazy. What is this? What is this? <laughs> somebody, somebody, somebody sent a picture of a horse. Of a horse? Is there something? <laughs> this is, is my buddy Yoav. 
Oh. In Los Angeles. Okay. And we found I took this picture of a horse at like a Baltimore fair. Mm. And um for a while we were we were pranking me and my brother and Yoav were pranking each other with this horse picture. Like we took a, a parking ticket slip okay. and we slipped the horse picture into it and put it on Yoav's windshield of his car. Sure. So he saw it and he ran, No, no, I got a ticket and he goes, he opens it up, it's the horse picture. <laughs> <laughs> It's, just, it's not even the full picture of right. the horse's head, just, just, which makes it even more fun. It's just a close-up on the eye. It's a terrible horse picture. <laughs> so how's the uh, entertainment business out there for yourself? It's okay, you know. It's, yeah. it's uh, you know, I'm not a big star here or there, but I, I get by and I make, uh, you know, enough money to live. Hmm. And I, I tell you what, on your, on your, you pull a great guest on your show. You always yeah. have, man. Yeah. I, I swear to God, if anybody in... in in this uh, medium of podcasting and internet radio type things, it, no one even comes close to the amount of talent you have brought to your radio shows. Oh, thank you. Well, um, I'm very fortunate. I've got a lot of comedians that like me and mm. friends. And, uh, you know, the philosophy show has been really cool mm. because we, we pair up a different philosopher with a different comedian every week. Mm -hmm. Me and my buddy Alex Fasella, who you guys should have yeah. on the show. Yeah, we've had we had him on. Oh, you have. Had yeah, him I got to actually call him back because he yeah. wanted to come back on. Yeah. So uh, we find some quotes and have the comedian go through them. Hmm. And he and he and he develop material from that. Yeah, because we comedians really are philosophers. You know, we're philosophizing. We're just less serious about it, or maybe we are just as serious about it, but we're adding punchlines. You know, but uh, it, it it occurred to me. I've heard. The term modern day philosopher so many times re related to comedians that it was like, you know what? I should be learning philosophy. I never paid attention in school. Yeah. It's, it's actually a great concept for a, uh, a podcast. Yeah. So mm -hmm. I, I started trying to learn it on my own before I even wanted to do it as a podcast. And I, I've got ADD and mm -hmm. can't concentrate and I couldn't get through it on my own. I said, I need somebody there to go through it with me. Otherwise... Two minutes later, I'm going to be doing something else. And have the so. guests that you've had on, you know, uh, every is everybody just bought into it when they when they do a show with them? They've or? all really enjoyed it for the yeah. most part, you know. And I I did a, a few I recorded here in New York. I did one with Colin Quinn this week, which I can't wait to release. Yeah. Oh, wow, it's going to be really how'd that go? Fantastic, you know, yeah, Colin for sure. Best, yeah, you know? yeah. So, I can imagine it. Yeah. Well, but, we did uh, interview him. And today we I we did actually. Yeah, I forgot about. I that. just came from Pat Cooper's place. No, no kidding. Way! Yeah. You did, Caputo. You, you did modern day philosophy with, with Pat Cooper. Yes, that I did. must have been just a whirlwind. Did oh that even God. work? There's, <laughs> see, that's the thing. I was wondering. Wow, Heather, is this recent? Heather Graham, she's uh, who knows? so beautiful. Yeah. Still, anyway, um, this, is, this is how it would go with Pat Cooper just now. I, I give him a, a quote. <laughs> oh, I say, what do you think of that? Oh, quote? Oh, he wasn't paying attention. No, no, he was. I say, Pat, what do you think of this quote? What do I think of this quote? I don't think about this quote. Right, yeah, it's I don't want to go back to school. You know, all this kind of stuff. Yeah. Oh, it's a, I, I, what, what's this helped anybody? What's this guy done for me lately? Yeah. Then I ask him again, well, what do you think of it? Then he gave me a real answer. So he was listening to them all. Yeah. And then, you know, he's, he's a brilliant guy. He's happy and Pat. And he's so funny. Yeah. I really think there's nobody who has ever lived as funny as Pat Cooper just off the off the cuff, which I just learned what that means, off the cuff. People used to write stuff on their cuff. Oh, no way! So the way I we love use learning it about sayings. Is, it's incorrect. People say off the cuff like it's off the top of your head, but yeah. it's actually the opposite. It's like you had it written down and then you're 
you know. So then, why did it become that other interpretation of it's like you're coming thinking it off? I don't know. Maybe out of maybe ironic or maybe it was sarcastic or something. Oh, I see. And then people, the sarcasm got lost, and people thought that's just what it is. Mm. But off the cuff is because people couldn't remember things, so they write it on their cuff because the cuffs uh, used to be disposable. They were made of paper. So I always thought it was a stupid term. Off the cuff, meaning off of the top of your head. So I asked somebody about it, and mm. uh, uh, who happened to know? And he said he told me, you know, they used to write it on paper, on and their cuffs were made of paper, and then you'd read your speech off the cuff. So it actually is the opposite of what we think it means. So you made it through with Pat Cooper. Oh man, I love Pat Cooper. He is great. How old is he now? I think he's eighty-eight. His mind is still eighty-eight so years sharp. old. Yeah. What do you want from me, Danny? What do you want from me? I love you. <laughs> do you ever walk into an interview like, holy shit, I'm interviewing, I'm going to interview so-and-so, or sit down in the same room? I don't think Danny, I think Danny, Danny could be interviewing Barack Obama. Well, that's why I'm I wondering, because I don't think Danny, but I'm, I'm just curious if maybe there was somebody. I don't think um, you're that type of person. I think well, I let Danny, why don't you let Danny speak for himself? It's no, I want to answer for him. <laughs> when I talked to George Carlin, that, that, that went through my head for sure. Yeah. I was like, I can't believe George Carlin. But I, I had to focus for because I had this. Instead of coming up with great questions in my head, my what was going on in my head was, holy shit, that's George Carlin. Right, right, right. That's happened to me. You know? I mean, even if well, you, listen what, next to me, I know that happens. Most of the people like on the phone, and I'm like, I think it might be worse on the phone because I can't see them. I can just hear them, and I'm like, oh fuck, I'm interviewing this guy. I can't believe I'm interviewing this guy, and then it, I just get screwed up in my head. You know? Yeah. Like, why would this guy ever do my show? But he's here, and now I can't talk to him because I can't believe he's here. You know what I mean? Yeah, no, for sure. Yeah. I I remember with Dane Cook, I was, like, super nervous. That was ridiculous. Yeah, he was Douche, <laughs> and he was ultimately just a douche. But yeah, I totally get douche. that. But but you, you you that's cool, man. You did it, man. Yeah, George well, Carlin. George Jesus. Carlin. I I don't know. I, I think if I ever got the chance to talk to Jim Carrey, that might happen. Yeah. I'm a huge fan of Jim Carrey. But you know what I got to do? This is amazing. I got to hang out with Mel Brooks and Carl Reiner in New York. What? How in, the in LA, hell? In L.A. I told you, Danny just fucking finds himself in places. He just I, does. It was unbelievable because I had Carl Reiner on Modern Day Philosophers. Mm. And two days after the show, he calls me up. He's 94. And he calls me from a block number. And he goes, hello, Danny. It's it's Carl. I, I, I'm not expecting to hear from Carl after the interview, you know? Mm. I said, who? Carl Reiner. He goes... You don't remember me? <laughs> you were I'm fucking in my, Carl Reiner. You were in my living room two days ago. So now I start playing along. I go, uh, bald fella? <laughs> <laughs> and he probably loved that. Yeah. So he was laughing and he goes, I had a lot of fun uh, at the interview. He goes, and I've been telling Mel all about you. We'd love to play with you. Do you want to come and play with us? I go, What? I want to come and play with you and Mel Brooks. Yeah, come and play. We'll joke around. We'll we'll have some fun. Come over the house. Wow. So I said, oh, okay. <laughs> and uh, <laughs> that's crazy. What do you do there? I mean, are you just like, oh fuck, man? I'm going over there now. So yeah, yeah I went by. I I brought a bottle of wine. Here's a picture. Hold on. Take a look at that. Yeah, let me see. That's me and the boys. Danny said, uh, oh, Jesus, look at you. Oh, look, there's. 
And whose house did you go to? That's you go to Carl you, Reiner's house. You went to Carl Reiner's house. And we hung out for like three and a half hours. At, what do you do with those he legends? Had a chef made made dinner for us. And we were joking and and doing characters, singing songs, all kinds of stuff. Like, was there about any jazz. like? Were they? What were you just talking about? Anything? Well, we talked about jazz. We talked about Alfred Hitchcock. We talked about comedy. We talked about everything. We talked about Colbert taking over Letterman. We talked about everything you That's can imagine. Incredible. Uh, it was unbelievable because it was like I'm sitting here with you guys. It wasn't at, weird like I was sitting yeah, with two no, no, for sure. icons. But at any point, all, at any point when you're sitting at the table with those guys, those guys are entertainment legends. Are you just going? How did I end up here? <laughs> you know? No, you, because it was so surreal that I didn't think about it till I left. I just kind of oh, right, right. There was such an energy in the room, and it was just like you know, I got to keep up. They're fast. They're sharp. These guys, even yeah. though they're old. I yeah. was like, oh, I don't want to be the one who's not keeping up. No, here, no, right, know? right. Well, yeah, and, able and there was a rhythm to it. We were all laughing, and I wanted to make sure that the laughter didn't stop, and then I'd get kicked out. Yeah. Because for the first 20 minutes, Mel Brooks was feeling me out. He wasn't sure if I was supposed to be there or not. He, that's crazy. You know, that's super intimidating. Yeah, that's intimidating shit. I could feel it. I was like, I felt the, your, the vibe until, I get I, it, until we started. I made him laugh. I don't remember even how now. What was it? Something. And That's I also I had to I I had one thing on him. He's buddies with Artie Shaw, the great uh Artie Shaw, the great clarinetist. Okay. And we were talking about Artie Shaw and he said that uh he'd been married two times. And I said no, he'd been married six times at least. I said I'm not sure how many, but at least six. And and Mel starts getting a little upset. He goes what are you telling me that he's been mad? I, I was friends with the guy. You're going to sit here and tell me. I, I go, no, nah, with all respect, Mr. Brooks, I think he was married more times. No, no, that can't be right. So pull up Wikipedia. Uh, Carl Reiner's publisher was there. He pulls out Wikipedia and he says, well, let's take a look. And he goes, Mel, eight times. And then Carl says, See, Mel, the kid knows some things. Wow. And Mel Mel was like, all right. You know, he kind of, and then I think that kind of said, all right, maybe I'll listen to this kid about something, you know? Yeah. And, and we had such a wonderful time. I learned so much just talking to them and Mel Brooks and Carl Reiner, who who could have a better night than hanging out with those two guys, you yeah, know? Yeah, right. That, is the, and, that uh, is the coolest freaking thing ever. It was amazing. That's and, like uh, once in two I lifetimes. Be, I, I told him how I, I loved the movie Dracula Dead and Loving It, and I used to watch it over and over again until the VHS w- was w- wore down. And I said, I, I, when I was a kid, I could quote the whole movie. So Carl goes, prove it to him. Quote the movie. I haven't quoted the movie since I was a kid. You're right. <laughs> so he goes, so Carl goes, first line in the movie, do it. So I'm thinking, I'm thinking there's a wagon the hell was the first line of the movie and i'm trying to jog my memory before i could even come up with it mel says carl don't do that to him i don't even remember the first line <laughs> of the movie and i wrote the damn thing <laughs> so i said all right i'll give you i'll give you a line that i love he goes all right give me one i go when when he uh when renfield is there in transylvania and he says i'm looking for that he goes does anyone know now I'm now I'm gonna forget it, but in the yeah. in the adrenaline of the moment, mm. I had it perfectly. Yeah. I said, "What was?" Uh, I said, um, <laughs> he, "He asks for Dracula's house, and he's he's going. He says in the mountains, and the guy goes, "No, no, no, you must not go. We people of the mountains believe vampires live in the castle." He goes, "Vampires." 
I don't believe in vampires. And, and uh, you know, no, he goes, but you don't understand. I'm scheduled to meet Count Dracula. And then the first guy goes, uh, Dracula. And the next one goes, Dracula. And the next one goes, Dracula. <laughs> and the last one goes, scheduled? <laughs> 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 anyway, I love that movie. I that, love all that's an movies. incredible though opportunity. I mean, I would tell that story <laughs> good, nonstop. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Here's a good thing. I've actually never told the, the full story. Yeah. Um, but I brought a bottle of wine. Mm. So Mel Brooks. First of all, I show up and and uh, Mel's not there yet. Yeah. And Carl says, "Sit down in the living room." And I'm sitting down, and his phone rings next to his chair, and he picks up the phone. And he goes, "Yes." Uh huh. He's right here in my living room. I'm looking at him right now. <laughs> okay, we'll see you in 10. Clicks the phone down. He goes, that was Mel. Sure enough, 10 minutes later, busts into the d- door with Mel Brooks energy, walks right in. Where are we having dinner? What are we having, Carl? <laughs> this the guy? Yeah. He goes, you came from New York? Yeah. You drove here? Yeah. I saw your license plate. Anyway, come on, let's go. <laughs> so... So uh, so he says, uh, what do you got there? I brought a bottle of wine, you know? Get invited over, you bring something. Mm-hmm. Mel says, how much you pay for that bottle of wine? I said, uh, about 25 bucks. He goes, $25? Let me see that. He looks at it, he goes, it's like a 2012. He says, we're going to have to... We're going to have to drink this in about five years. <laughs> <laughs> so I said, uh... I said, I guess it's going to be a long dinner then, huh? <laughs> so I got a little chuckle on that one. Uh. I said, I didn't intend to stay that long, but okay. And uh, <laughs> and uh, so the whole time it's kind of going back and forth about the, you only spent $25 on the bottle of nice. wine. So I go, yeah, I go. Anyway, I go to open the wine. I pour some for the publisher and for Carl. Mm. And Mel goes, no, I don't want any. I go, well, at least I want you to try it so you could tell me what's wrong with it. He goes, I don't want to insult you. I wouldn't want to hurt your feelings. I said, don't worry. My feelings won't be. I didn't make the wine. Let me, yeah. mm. I'm just curious about because I don't know anything about wine. I'm curious. Mm. So Mel says, all right. He tries a little wine. He goes, he goes, when wine is made, it's supposed to be a fusion of the, the flavors and the alcohol. Right. He goes, it's supposed to come together in a beautiful medley or something. I don't know the word he is. He goes, in a beautiful harmony. Mm. He said, uh, this wine, it's like they took the fruit and the alcohol and there was a collision. I said, I'm sorry for bringing a car accident to the table. <laughs> yeah, right. That's great. But, man. Uh, but yeah, he said, he said it was so that's a lousy thing, wine. So that's was, the thing about him, though. Like, in a situation was like Was it a yellowtail, by the way? No. <laughs> I'm joking. Like, you're, you're, Mel Brooks is, like, testing you. He's He's... You know, he's putting you on the spot, and, and Danny doesn't get freaked out about that. He just thinks it through, and he, he, he says something right. online to make him laugh. Like, I would, I would be petrified if, like, Mel Brooks, a legend, like, a comic legend like that, is putting me on the spot. I'd be I, like, I would shrivel up. I was thinking, I, I, gotta win a, I gotta win Mel over because he's a hero of mine, and uh, if I don't do it, I wouldn't have been happy, you know. What if you would have bombed? What if you did bomb? Would they kick would've you been out? It a lousy night. <laughs> You would never be invited but was, back. But it wasn't the case. It was a fun yeah. night. So you you just you didn't let yourself you know 
think about that pressure. You're just, I'm just going to be me. I'm going to do what I can do. Because what, 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 am I else, what else am I going to do? I'm just going to be me anyway. Ask about space balls. Well, that's what separates you from a lot of people, Danny. Because that fucking people might have bucked. That's, that's, a serious, that's a serious room in my book. That's a huge room. Like Jerry Seinfeld would be nervous in a room like that. Well, well, I don't know. I, I think <laughs> not him, but Adam still he would, he would be on his toes. Yeah. I just think you got to always just be who you are, and if people don't like who you are, then there's nothing you could do about that. Isn't that the truth? You know, but if, if but as you explained before, no one wants to. You see can't anybody try anymore. to be anything more than you are, and then that's how you fuck up. It's if true. you're like, oh, what I got is no good. Let me try to be something else. Then why aren't you trying to be that other thing? Twenty four hours a day. You know, why only then? If you could be a better person, why only turn it on when you need to? Sure. Just be the best person you could be all the time, and then you've got no go-to in a bad situation. You know, because you're like, oh, boy, I better go for that thing. Oh, there is nothing. This is as good as it gets. Right. So you're either going to bomb or you're going to float. You know, you're either going to... So I got nothing better than this. If you don't like this, I don't have anything in my back pocket to pull out. I'm like, how about this? Right, huh? right, right. No, people, you know, it's take it or leave it. So, did you, so the big question is, though, did you tell the turtle story when you were there? No. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you're not bringing that bomb out, huh? <laughs> it still comes up, by hey, the way. Hey, Mel, you want to hear about my tortoise? Yeah. Let me tell you about that the tortoise. That was genius. I'm sorry. It was genius. I know <laughs> I thought it was he was, I thought he was just trying to like... But it still brought it up, and in my mind, that's fantastic. You love the tortoise story? Uh, no, I don't like the story. I like the fact that it keeps coming up, though. Yeah. <laughs> Let me tell you more about it. Oh, no. Tortoise story 2. <laughs> they absolutely hated my tortoise story. Coming to a radio show near you. About 10 about yes, it. Yes, Kylie forgets about it. About the time when he got away and we put flyers. But it's happened again since then. He's gotten away again, and we put flyers around the neighborhood. Can I put Kylie on the mic for a second? Yeah, go ahead. Yeah. Tell them so they know I'm not making it up. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's true. <laughs> how does it... That makes it fact. How do you there lose you a tortoise? Because oh, no, no, no. You no, can no, see no. what you're doing. He just because, the angle. Because he, out, he outran me. Oh. <laughs> 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 Oh boy, that's great! <laughs> I like Hollywood Danny better than the New York Danny. <laughs> I like Hollywood Danny There's better. No difference. I no, I feel like you're 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 more profound now. You're different. You're a little different now. You better be careful. Right. Karen might start unbuckling your belt, so just be careful over there, or maybe not be careful. I don't I'm know. Not wearing feel. a belt. <laughs> Jokes on him. <laughs> Jokes on him. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Same, Danny, Karen. No, he's, he's a lot more thoughtful, I think. Same. Oh, really? You think a little, little more deep? No, he's improved. A little deeper? Same Danny, different shirt. <laughs> That's right. Yeah. That's right. Probably the same shirt, if we're going to be honest. Well, I, was, I had to do a double take in that picture with Carl <laughs> Ryan. It's like, is that a different shirt? Oh, okay, that's a different <laughs> shirt. <laughs> I don't own that many shirts. <laughs> Just every now and then, J.C. Penney's is clearing out. Yeah. <laughs> That's when Take I advantage. So what's uh, what's in the future for you? What, what, what are you doing? Just gonna I leave? knew what was in the future for me. No, yeah, really. what do you, you, you bet on the Cubs what to win hopes, it all? What are your dreams and aspirations, Dan? I got to lose weight, which I've been trying to do for most of my life. Mm. So this time it's going to be different. Mm. You know why? Because I got to tell myself that. Otherwise, I'd stop trying. You know, <laughs> that's the only way, you, <laughs> that's the only way you, you have a shot at it. But I'm really I'm really hoping to lose some weight. And then uh, after that, 
Probably I'll get offered the Tonight Show. I think that's the only thing yeah, holding me back. That's about it. And then, uh, and then you know, do that for a few years. Do do a few films. Yeah, uh, I'll repair Africa, the whole continent. Mm. Oh, Ebola's gonna be gone. You can take care love, of that. I would love to be the guy who repaired Africa. First of all, think of the street crud. You know, <laughs> think about it. I could get invited to yeah. every black party. And and those are the best parties. See, the black card. I, I we know would, about that. The black card. I, would get I lost honored. my black card. I could get honored Damn at shame. the Abyssinian Baptist Church in mm. Harlem. They say, "My brothers, this is the man who saved Africa." I go, <laughs> "Look, it was no big deal. I was just in between movies." <laughs> Wouldn't that be great? What if what if what if I could save Africa? Like, what do you have to what do you have to do to save Africa? A lot, huh? Not too much. Hmm? Nah. You got to put in wa- water filters. Yeah. I was playing the club. A couple of water filters. Water filters. Get those at the uh, pet store. Just put in and some of those. And then you got uh, to get rid of the militias. Right. And all those kids with guns. Right. Just email Steve Militia. You know, let mm-hmm. him know. You bring over a few doctors to cure all the diseases. And then you put up gates so that people stop getting attacked you by gotta the You got to give the kids water. Clean I water. Said that. The water filters. Oh, you did the that? First no, thing. No, I don't know. Water filters, get rid of the militia kids, mm. and then you got to get rid of the diseases, yes, and you the, put up gates so the hippos stop killing everybody. Is that, that a big problem over there? Hippos oh, killing people? Huge problem. The hippos are killing everybody. Why are the hippos so pissed off? Because they're hungry. He's right. Are they trying to eat? No, the hippos They're hungry, eat, they, they, hungry, they, hungry, hippos. hungry hippos. <laughs> uh, they just eat the grass, I thought. <laughs> they just eat I don't the know. hippos kill more people than any other uh, animal in Why? Africa. Why? Because they're just dominated. Run- Africa's got a bigger problem, and there's nothing that even you could solve with it. They make the hurricanes that come here. Yes, they make the hurricanes. We talked about this a long time ago. The hurricanes come off that uh, the the western coast there, and they yeah. they blow up Florida. So we determined the only way to solve it is to really just blow just, up Africa. Yeah, just get rid of and that would yeah, just blow up Africa. Well, blow up a chunk that's of it. Too many endangered species. Yeah, but. Your life's in danger because of that country. And also all the people. Well, maybe not Europe. You're in L.A., so maybe um, not you, but you know, anymore. Look, we got, I, I think the world is doomed until we all get together and fix Africa. That's it. Well, they, aren't they considered like that was the birthplace of, of, huma- of humanity? Like, of humanity. So basically. So that's really that. true. It's basically like <laughs> if, if, if you were born. <laughs> that's horseshit. That was on TMZ or something. If you were born and the hospital you were born in is now a shithole. Mm-hmm. You got to go back now that you're successful and put money into that hospital so that the kids being born there have the opportunities that you had. So we got to go fix up Africa. I mean, I sound preachy, but it's not, you know, it's not like I do anything for Africa except Mm. for this. This is the most I've ever done for Africa. (laughs) This and a few shows in South Africa. (laughs) But, um... But I do think about it sometimes, like, you know, all these myth- Miss America models, they always mm. talk about, you know, save the planet and right. all that shit. They get a little notoriety and they want to, uh, you find them in a village, pictures of them in a village giving kids water or something. And, and by the way, how many of these Miss Americas have actually come through on their promises? No, I would imagine that. They, they're like they're making high school presidents, now. like they're going to, you know, you know, take out, the, put in a maybe, soda machine. Maybe like, what do they actually do? Maybe they shouldn't have that title then. Maybe that's the whole problem with America mm-hmm. is that we give the most important female title to an idiot. It's true. It's true. It doesn't get more important than that. A woman, the highest she can aspire to in America would be Miss America, right? Well, Hillary's hoping to change that. Hillary's trying is hoping to change. You got to change the Miss America contest if you want to save this country. It all trickles down from there. So how come there's no Mister America? There's Captain America. It's true. 
<laughs> no, he's got a fair point. Why is there a Mr. America? Uh, no one cares There's about no guys. No Mr. America content. But why not? Yeah, why, you know, it was those damn 50s and 60s creating that And event. they should have the Mr. America, because of equality, should go up against Miss America, and one of them should win, and then the other one, you know, should have to... It's a Do great, it's a them, great you know? thought, but I don't think anybody would pay attention to it. I'm just trying to think, what has Miss America actually done other than just show up at she's events? A, she's a figurehead. That's all she is. It's you less want, a, more it's more less. figure than head, you know? Yeah. See what he's just saying? Yeah. That, she's a hot piece of ass. That's, that's modern day philosophers right there. That's up, she's hot. up there. She's a figure. That's up there. She's a hot figurehead. Figurehead. Head something. Right. She's just a figure. You know what I mean? I do. Karen, you know what he means? But figurehead. <laughs> and how can we let this slide for all these years? Everybody, you know, we all make fun of the Miss America. Oh, oh, oh. Well, back in the day, it was like an important it thing. It was important, but then as soon as it lost ratings and then Trump took over, it Why really did it had. lose ratings? Because they never came through. Yeah, right. Absolutely. But it still goes on because it's <laughs> apparently a moneymaker. He's saying that the, the Miss America pageant lost ratings because the Miss Americas who actually won the title they never all came lie. through with anything. They right. all lied. They, they lie. never did anything. Say, I agree with Oh, them. if I win, I'm going to bring world peace. But isn't that the, then they win and what do they do? They just get bigger tits. They never get world peace. Now that might they get be a more step Instagram towards followers. it. Sure, it might be a step towards it, but it's not gonna. It's not the whole thing. Mm. And uh, I don't know. It's kind of like the politicians that lie to us and lie to us, and then nothing happens. They might as well end that with Miss America. They should just be more realistic. And politics as a whole? Miss America. Oh, no, I think he's saying there should be a swimsuit competition no. when we're picking a president. I think yeah. Miss America should Not be a bad honest. Idea. Miss America should say, <laughs> if I win, I'm going to have sex with a nerd or an ugly guy. People okay. would say, wow, that's something she could actually do. Yeah. And that would be nice. Okay. She shouldn't be saying, I'm going to make world peace or anything like that because they can't do it. And right. no one's gonna. And no one would listen to Miss America anyway, because all she did was win a but pageant. But if she actually she came nice through, ass. what yeah. if she said, she "If I win, I'm gonna learn how to change a tire." People would say, "You know what? Let's see that." Right. Let's see that. I want to see that. That would be a big deal. I think that would be a big deal. Some girl just flaunts herself in a in a bikini or whatever. It would be pseudo appealing because you wouldn't think Miss America would want to change the tire. Right. She think you would think she would call somebody to have her have the tire. But it's change. honest. It's honest. People are tired of being lied to, and the politicians too. They should be honest. They should say, "Look, if I win, I don't know what would anybody like. How about a? I'll fund a chain of fast food curry places." We don't have it. That's <laughs> <laughs> yeah, true. Curry in a hurry? That's not a thing. It's only uh, one. That's uh, a one of. Oh, that's too bad. How come there's not a, like, you know, Taco Bell? I'm sure people must have thought Mexican food. You can't make them into fast food. But they did it. Mm. People love curries, especially the whole UK is crazy about mm. curries. And I think if America had good curries, you know, we'd go for it. Anyway, it's something they could do. Sure. You know, it's, it's, it's not an empty promise. Yeah. <laughs> You seem very frustrated about. I just think it's uh, it's. About He's just hungry time. for some Indian food. Yeah, <laughs> what do you got in the house? <laughs> so how is it playing the clubs as uh, as opposed to uh, in New York on the East Coast? It's the same thing. Yeah, it's the same thing. Anytime you get on stage, do you find a lot of fake crap going on in uh, L.A.? Like people just trying to step on other people's toes to get somewhere else? Not more than anywhere else. No. No. 
Yeah, I think I'm not in a good enough position for people to step on my toes. No, no, but I mean, maybe if you're at the club, you can see it happening to somebody else. (laughs) It's it's not worth stepping on his toes. You can't get anything out of him. Yeah, just walk around his toes. Yeah, it's just. I'm sure it happens, but um, yeah, you know, I I don't know. Is the entertainment business still uh, appealing to you? It still is, right? I guess after all these years, the entertainment part of it is the business part. I never figured out. Yeah, know? that's hard, right? But um, it doesn't make any sense. It doesn't make sense. Only five people understand it. Seinfeld, <laughs> Howard Stern. Yeah, he really knocked it out of the ballpark, didn't he? I don't know. A few people understand the business. Everybody else is just entertaining and hoping, you know? Yeah. Or figure, trying to figure out some strategy. I mean, we're not even in it, but I still look at it. You are in it, and I'm in it, but you never know. There's no rhyme or reason for any why anybody is successful or not. I don't know. You just, I don't think you, so. You make a plan, and you hope to execute it, and then it doesn't work. You make another plan, and you hope that, that one's going to work. Mm-hmm. And then, you know, hopefully one of your plans works before you're dead, and then you make some money and, you know, you save Africa. You know? <laughs> I would love to save Africa. The more really? Is that you? Like, Africa, that's that. That's I really would. I really list. would. If I, was, if I was a very rich guy, uh, I would try to figure out. I'd start small. I'd start with one small country, like Djibouti, and just get them on their feet, you know? Mm. And, then, uh, and then I'd expand it from there, because I really think... You want to heal the world, you got to start with Africa. So, wait, is that outweigh being a famous comedian? Oh, yeah. Really? I would, if I had my option, save Africa or be a famous comedian, I'd say I'll be the, you know, the guy who saves Africa mm-hmm. and then becomes a famous comedian. You're a good guy, Danny. You gotta, he's a good guy. I didn't give it up. <laughs> right, 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 right. <laughs> Uh, you're a strange cat. Once you've saved Africa, I mean, you've you got do a built-in audience on an entire continent. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> they got to laugh whether they think you're funny or not. It's true. You bring malaria good... back otherwise. Kieran, that's what we got to do. We got to switch our focus. I think we got to work on saving Africa and then... I'm, I'm going to concentrate then... on doing one good show. You know? That's what I'm going to do. Even wor- though Danny's killing it today. The world will fall apart. It will. And, it uh, is. It know, already it already has. Nobody's really making an effort to, to not let it happen. So either let it fall apart, like George Carlin said, and watch it spiral down mm. the drain, mm. or make, make a big stand. We should all fix Africa up. And think about it. All the great places we could vacation if Africa was safe. <laughs> That's how you got to appeal it to people, because everyone's selfish. Even if you, quote-unquote, fix Africa, there, there's still a lot of... It, yeah, it's a very... What uh, about India? What about Asia? Yeah, you think them. it's all just going to have... No, no, I'm just saying it's still not a... <laughs> so fuck them. It's just all going to have a trickle-down effect? Yeah, I think it would. It's trickle-down globalization. I don't know. <laughs> the, think, and North uh, Korea is a little bizarre. I don't think anybody, anything's fixed. I that. think that's what you need to fix. Forget about Africa. Yeah, haven't you over and hang out? Be like Dennis Robin and go hang out with that little guy. Leave the North Koreans alone. They Why? Don't, they don't know that, they're, that anything is up. You can't tell me, Danny LaBelle, if you went to North They are! Leave you got to unbrainwash them. Nah, leave them alone. They're living in what they think is, you know, their subjective reality is okay. That's what Danny should do. Go have dinner with that... Uh, Kim, Kim Jong-un? Yeah. Just just talk his head off. Yeah. Just go over there, just start, you yeah, know. Do what Dennis Rodman could have do. the first 20 minutes, Kim Jong-un wasn't giving it up for me. He was really giving me a tough time. <laughs> then we started talking about jazz. See? <laughs> <Right? laughs> You would go over there and just talk about something like that. And, and, I'd say, and, what's going on here? And you'd say, look, you don't understand. 
You don't understand global politics. They always make the other country out to be the bad guy. I go, you're not the bad guy? He goes, sure I am, but so are they and so are you. You're all, we're all bad guys. Right. And I go, oh, you got a good point. Uh, pass the dim sum. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, you're a joy. You're a joy. And I wish you. Uh, uh, when when do you have to leave? Do you have to leave anytime soon? Uh, yeah. What time is it? It's ten o'clock. You got to set at eleven. Do we have to leave? Yeah, you got to bail. Yeah. Your people are saying you got to go. My people. <laughs> but it was a pleasure seeing you. You're doing a show tonight. Yeah. Was, uh, you ever you ever talk to Sammy French Sammy anymore? I was just going to ask you about him. Whatever happened to that guy? He's a big star in France. I don't know. I'm, really? I, I hear he's doing phenomenal. I is he a huge... Uh, is he doing like TV or something? What, yeah, that guy he's was on so TV. Much fun. He's, he's everything. He, I don't know when he'll be in New York, but you should find him on Facebook. He comes to New York every now and then. Is he still yeah. doing like... When he comes to here, does his uh, stand-up back in English? Yeah. Because he really... When we saw him that one time, he just did he's, it. He's, it was his first time, right? In English, I think. Yeah, and yeah. he really did good to do a great job. Yeah, he's Talented a funny dude. So... Yeah, I guess that's it. I mean, I don't know. Uh, you should find out. See when he's coming back to New York. Have him Good. come in here. He was a lot of fun, that guy. Yeah. yeah. You could build up your French audience. Maybe that will be the thing. Lunatic uh, Radio will take off in France. You guys maybe Rock like, and I should be on, like, the BBC or in uh, England. Maybe we'll be like Jerry Lewis or Woody Allen. You'll be huge in France. Maybe. Yeah. Maybe that's our, our thing. We need to be who knew? huge overseas and have a trickle-down effect in America. Uh, Lunatic Radio is my favorite, huh? Yeah. <laughs> Unbelievable. The Rocket is always talking about different women and how he like uh, the hottie of the week. And uh, Kieran is chewing his tobacco and he live in a truck or something. I don't know. He's very artistic, uh, these guys. So modern-day philosophy... <laughs> Modern Day Philosophers, philosophers. plural, and the website yeah. is moderndayphilosophers.net. Yes, it's on SoundCloud and iTunes, and it's free. Hmm. Yeah, and go I, check it out, people. Thank you. A lot of great guests. Very cool. How many shows are you in? You're in a ton of shows so far, right? We're almost at fifty episodes now. Yeah. You guys got a lot of listening to do. The great Danny LaBelle, everybody. I love thank you, you guys very much. Thank, thank you. you. Yes, man. he's thank an OG, so by the way, of, of this podcasting. It's just before as... you thank me, I thank you because uh, it's one of my highlights of, of coming to New York. Is it really, you guys? It really I feel is. like he just says that. Why would I come all the way out to what borderline the bridge? I don't know where we are, where we are in Queens. This is east. This is like the Hamptons. Where you we basically are live on the Throgs Neck Bridge. Yeah, <laughs> nobody would come this far if they didn't love well, you. That's right. We do appreciate it, dude. Yes, Dan. I mean, especially if I'm only here for a few days. But, I mean, it's it's the truth. I love you guys. And I don't think you should ever quit, whether you like it or not. <laughs> I like knowing when I come to New York. Well, you know here. what we learned today is you actually gave the show title meaning, Lunatic Radio. It does mean something. That oh, lunatics were still doing the is, show. This is a descent to madness. The final show is is the one where they never leave the room and they never turn the mics off. <laughs> That's the final show. And it just ends with a gunshot. Right. <laughs> and every time I come here, there's more more padding on the walls, I notice. It's just going to... First of all, you got to soundproof the place with the thicker padding. This, wow. is, this is how our show ends. This is... Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, are, are your listeners, are they on Twitter? Yeah, I'm sure they Some are. Some of them? I'm on Twitter. At Danny LaBelle. At Danny LaBelle? Yeah. yeah. <clears throat> Follow them up. I love you guys. All right. We'll do thank a break. Thank you so much, Danny. We'll say goodbye this to Danny LaBelle. I know, I know. Thank you. Thank I'm, you, Kylie, for uh, bringing him out here. Yes. Come to visit me in L.A. Can we do, like, pictures before you leave? Yes. And we'll do that. We'll share them up. All right. We'll take a break. We'll come back. We'll finish up the show uh, right after these words. Thank you, Danny. Thank you. 
If you missed a portion of the Lunatic Radio live show, you can check him out on iTunes. Search Lunatic Radio in the iTunes podcast comedy category. iTunes is a great place to binge on the past all programming that you might have missed. And while you're there, be sure to subscribe and leave a review. That's Lunatic Radio on iTunes, folks. Check them out. Donations. Donations. Donation. I thought it was trash. <laughs> Do that every fucking time. If you are a proud supporter of LunaticRadio.com show and you like to see this show flourish or just Rock and I become alcoholics, you can donate to the LunaticRadio.com show by simply going on our website, Rocket Fireway. Yes, absolutely. Donations. Go to the website, uh, LunaticRadio.com, and select from one of the options, even on a recurring amount, or simply just uh, give whatever you, you feel. Anything and everything is appreciated and helps pay for any of the expenses for this show and helps us keep going and you know not have to dig out of our pockets. And we appreciate, again, anything you can give. Right. So give a shit and give us a donation. <laughs> well, give money. Don't give a shit. Oh, right. <laughs> I can go on about that one. So log on to the lunaticradio.com website. If you would be so kind and give us a donation, it would be great. Absolutely. Thank you. And thank you from the bottom of our hearts. Yes. From the lunaticradio.com show. Nice. What is this? Uh, the pumpkins. Smash. Ah, I haven't listened to Smashing Pumpkins in uh, forever. What up, everybody? Kier Rock hanging out with you. Lunatic Radio Show. Danny LaBelle, at Danny LaBelle on Twitter. Comedian extraordinaire, host of the Modern Day Philosophers. Love the guy. Comes in here like a whirlwind, just talks. But that Mel Gibson story was really good. Great. Mel Gibson. <laughs> Mel Brooks. Yeah. He's a he's an interesting cat, man. Danny LaBelle. He just he's his own man. He is what uh, what everybody should try strive to be unique. That's why you could be in a room with Carl Reiner and Mel Brooks and Literally. be okay. How can you how can you hang out with two legends of Hollywood or, or, or comedy and just and be? You yeah, know, Danny has a, guy. He, It's not like Danny's ever had like a, even a special on comedy stuff. He's just a guy, and he's hanging out. Yeah, like, he finds himself in the strangest places. That's crazy. And he, you know, these are stories. That you can, he, he, just tell his, like, you wouldn't believe it. If he, if they say Danny just lives the rest of his life, he never becomes uber successful or something in entertainment. Mm. And he went and told his grandson that he was hanging out with Mel Brooks and Carl Reiner, who happened to be just living legends of, I don't think, you wouldn't even believe it. You wouldn't believe it. You're like, ah, my dad's just making up stuff. Yeah. But it's true. He's just a unique cat. Ugh. Crazy. Good for him. Well, good to see him. Yeah. Glad things are going well for him. Yeah. And he's going to work on Saving Africa. He's going to work on Saving Africa. That was the uh, that was the tortoise story. Yeah, for this time. <laughs> for this time around. Uh, New York Giants got blown out by Detroit Lions. It's going to be a long year for the New York Giants there, Rock. I know you're a Giant fan, so it's going to be a long, long, uh, long time for you. And uh, Ray Rice should be in prison. Yeah, that should that. happen soon. We learned that. And uh, yeah, that's about it, you know. <laughs> people got to stop taking selfies with dead people. That's got to stop happening. Yeah. And uh, people need to stop breaking into people's houses to have sex, because apparently that happened this week, too. So that's somewhere. Yeah. 
And uh, Derek Jeter Day went off without a hitch. Derek Jeter they lost, retire. though. Did they lose? I, 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 How, I, did you even see Derek Jeter Day? No. I didn't even know what it was. No. Is he like even a... He, Ron was there, apparently. I think Ron was next to Ronnie Beans. was next to like Michael Jordan and Ahmad Rashad. Yeah. I, he's another... Ron's like another guy. He like he used to co-host a show, but and he quit it, and it became like a guy who just hangs out with famous people. <laughs> like, he, he goes to like... He literally stays in hotels... That are you know, more expensive than like an apartment in Manhattan would be for a month. Yeah, uh, renting an apartment like he just goes and he's like walking into Gwyneth Paltrow in staircases, and and going to Yankee games where Michael Jordan's in the next uh, skybox next to him. Like this is what will happen. Maybe we should leave this studio because things will happen for us. <laughs> Everybody that leaves this studio, my cousin for example, came in, did the show way back when, left the studio, became a rock star. Rock, we just need to leave this show. I don't, I'm, I'm just going to do the joke for the sake of the joke. But I mean, what about though Josh Gogan though? He grew a beard. That's about it. But he, he you know, he loves taking selfies of it, and that <laughs> that beard has made him uh, more recognizable That's because true. it looks like Sasquatch is sitting on his That's face. A good point. So I guess there is a positive to it. <laughs> there's always, there's always. <laughs> There's always someone that uh, breaks the mold, and that would be Josh Gogan because he came and did the oh show and left it and did, you know, I don't know what he's doing. He's staring at trees and growing a beard. Yeah. I don't know what he's doing. Yeah. But everybody that's come, and come by this show, people have gone on to get married, found the loves of their lives from just listening to the show. They're not even in the studio. Yeah. Brock and I just need to leave the show, and then we'll become... The next big thing. Well, see you later. Rock will become the next uh, Dan Bilzerian. <laughs> you know he had three heart attacks already? Did, that guy? He's already had three heart attacks. The guy from Instagram? Yeah. He's had three heart attacks. Three heart attacks. You know why? He's probably injecting himself with so much goddamn HDH. <laughs> he sees abs. How They can't be any bigger. You don't have ad, No one has ab muscles like His that abs guy. Abs have abs. His abs have abs. They're re, it's ridiculous how hard that... Yeah. Yeah. Can he? I mean, how many girls do you need to hang out with before you? You're just like, you know what? I wouldn't want to hang out with that many girls. As many girls as this guy from Instagram hangs out with. Mm. Is even is he famous outside of Instagram or no? Dan Bazelian. I don't. I, I don't know him that well. I don't know. I just know him from Instagram. That's can you it. even read up on him? Like, can you read up on him? Well, I don't even know if you can. Darn I don't know. I think it's just He's stuff just a based guy, on right? Instagram stuff. It's amazing yeah. how like. Somebody creates an app, and then it just creates a whole new roster of yeah. celebrities. I mean, if, you, if you look up his name, it's just going to be stuff because of, like... Isn't that odd? It is odd. Like, somebody created an app that let you filter photos, and just from the, and it became popular. And just from that, certain people in this country or in this world have become famous because they're good at it <laughs> or right. something. Or they have, you know, a lot of money, and they take crafty pictures. He's only 33? Yeah. Uh, he's been in movies? Yeah, but I think he's been in... He was in the, He was in that, uh, that crappy uh, uh, Navy SEAL-type Marine movie with uh, Marky, Marky Mark. But he was only in that because he paid like 10000 10, or, or he put a million dollars into the project. Right. He actually put his own money into it. That's why he was in it. Because he can. Yeah. Jeez. That's crazy. You think he would go and do some good? Does he? I wonder if he does good. I wonder if he does charity work or anything. 
because he seems. Well, like I know he, he donated a lot to the ALS thing. Did he? Yeah. Ten grand, right, or something yeah, like something that. Something like that, yeah. No one ever went over ten grand with that. Everybody was just like, "We're just going to do ten grand." Like Charlie Sheen figured out ten grand's a good amount, and then everybody just followed suit with the ten grand. Every rich person was just like, ten grand's good." Is there like a thing if you donate over oh, ten grand? Ten grand's a nice fuck? charity. Yeah, yeah all right. I guess. Uh-huh. All right, you want to do the highlights of the week? Yeah. Uh, all right. All right. of the week time, everybody, and we'll get the fuck out of here. Here we go. Do you want to fuck me? Do I? Yes, have some. Yes, have some. How do you want me? Go away, Peyton. Hottie of the Week time, everybody. This is when we pick a chick from the world of entertainment. Demon of the Hottie of the Week is playing segment each and every week. You can tweet at us, at Lunatic Radio, with the, the, the Twitter handle of the chick and her picture of her. And uh, we'll retweet those and uh, share them with the folks. I believe uh, we got one. Stephen Kimball goes with uh, Charlize Theron, who, by the way, is like 30, 40 years old. And from Africa. Hot as hell. How about that? She's South African, isn't she? How about that? Yeah. She only has 268,000 people, followers. You gotta follow Charlize Theron. Come on. Uh, who's your hottie of the week there, Rock? Uh, was this last week? No, it's from last week. Um, uh, I don't know. I haven't even thought about it for this week. I haven't seen any movies, uh, <laughs> of uh, anybody of interest. Uh, I don't know. You know what? I'm going to throw one out there, and I hate her so much. You hate her? Yeah. I'm going to go with Kristen Stewart on this one. Aw, poor Kristen. You know, woe is me. I'm going to just go, you know why? Because she's perfectly average looking. Yeah. You know, I'll go with you with that. She's perfectly yeah, average show, looking Kristen Stewart. The show pick for this week. Yeah. It's going to be horse. <laughs> All right, everybody. Thank you. Thank you to Danny LaBelle. We really did the show this week just to have Danny on. That was great. Yeah. Thank you to Danny LaBelle. Uh, Like Tony Kornheiser says, we'll try better next time. And uh, follow us on Twitter, at Lunatic Radio, and all that other good stuff. Good luck to Ray Rice and his new uh, prison outfit. All right, everybody. We'll talk to you later. Bye.